Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. (laughs) Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. It feels like a Friday. It feels like Christmas Eve, the NCAA tournament beginning the first round on Thursday. We've already had one night of first four action and we got some more coming up tonight here on Pirate Radio. This is our last live show of the week. So thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And uh, chime in there. My computer is still uh, under the weather, so I will try to read those comments as they happen. So you can uh, find us there on Facebook Live, like the Pirate Radio Facebook page, watch there, and also subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and check us out right there. Uh, Coming up on today's show, we've got uh, some ECU football talk with spring ball beginning yesterday. We'll hear from head coach Mike Houston in just a moment what he had to say after practice number one. We'll also talk some Pirate baseball um and some pirate basketball as well on today's show austin brown will join us he follows and covers tennessee athletics and he tweeted out uh that this is a major loss for the tennessee basketball program michael schwartz becoming the head coach at east carolina so we'll go through the schwartz file uh with austin brown coming up in about 20 minutes or so as he'll join us on the pirate radio live line uh, from Tennessee. Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show joins us at the tail end of hour number one. Harold Varner III is in a fantastic spot to compete in his first Masters, and we'll ask Greeny just how close he is to accomplishing that. He needs to be in the top 50. Right now, he is top 40, so can he stay there? What's he need to do to stay alive? We'll talk about that coming up at the tail end of hour number one with Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. Scooter Rogers, Scott Rogers joins us coming up at 4 o'clock, play-by-play voice of ECU Baseball. We'll talk about the Pirates' extra innings loss to Old Dominion and got to right the ship quickly because they're back on the road Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Charleston. So we'll uh, talk about that with Scott Rogers at 4 o'clock. Jeff Charles joins us in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll get his thoughts on Joe Dooley out, Michael Schwartz in, talk some tournament with The Voice, and former ECU tight end Bryce Williams joins us in the 5 o'clock hour. I sent Bryce a link to a printable bracket on Monday. Will he have it filled out when he gets here? We hope he does because it could take him hours to complete one. So we'll find out uh, what Bryce Williams has on his bracket. Bryce always gives me a rhetorical question with the answer yes when I say, hey, Bryce, are you coming in today? And you know what his, uh, his answer to that was today? Chandler Honeycutt, who joins me here. What's up, Clipper? 
i said hey bryce you available at five he says is my bracket gonna beat troy's so uh, i guess that's a yes i think he's he maybe he's already filled out one and is ready to go and calling his shot finishing ahead of troy d this year all right we got chandler honeycutt here shirley rhodes content junkie schaefer and intern ian is here as well can we get uh ian can you like poke your head behind shirley's shoulder so we can see the mustache on the camera that mustache looks great man uh cj will hook that up real quick uh he is going with the mustache march and it's looking really good so just get it right up yeah good good work there uh, if you see ian on campus or in the jungle asking questions it's uh because we sent him out there so don't be alarmed and don't be creeped out when you see that uh mustache approaching you yeah that looks good man good good look good look there all right so let's uh I tell you what let's start with some football talk and shirley i'm gonna need you to back that thing up back it on up because we got some constructing to do give me some noggin hey put her there cj's left out cj we gotta get you a hat man no we don't how about cj's performance on the show yesterday chandler what did you think of that it was great you like you thought it was good uh yeah i loved his analysis on the uh ecu football practice report it really upset me for some reason really really irked me all right your ecu football countdown to kickoff is brought to you by david price construction run by ecu alums david price construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance on facilities and large-scale residential renovations and additions give them a call today 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs david price construction the proud ecu home services partner and chandler how many days away from ECU kickoff are we at this moment? Clip, we are 171 days away until the Wolfpack of NC State invade Greenville, North Carolina. They come into Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Pirates coming off a 7-5 and record last year, a bowl appearance that never happened. But uh, can't wait for that to happen. But we'll have to wait 171 days on the David Price construction countdown to kickoff that is going to be a fun bud light pregame tailgate taking you up to that kickoff east carolina and nc state dowdy ficklin stadium rocking what is your ideal kickoff time for that game 330 all right i want to say that nc state game in 2010 when russell wilson was picked off by damon magazu was 330 huh i was thinking that was a nooner that could have been a nooner. I remember the one where Daniel Evans came in here and had a big game. Yeah. That, I feel like that was a afternoon start that maybe ended early evening. That um, game stunk, didn't it? That was terrible because we were ECU was favored in that. Yeah, game. I remember that. And a lot of times in this NC State ECU series, the underdog has won. That did not happen the last time the Pirates went to. It's not happened the last two times the Pirates have gone to Carter Finley Stadium. No. Uh, but the Pirates will probably, well, I can't say it, they will be an underdog in that week one game. Will State be a top 10 team in the country? I hope so. Put Me them too. all the way up there. Put them in top five. Put them as high as they can go. And, uh, and we'll knock them down. Coming up week one of the season, your David Price Construction 
countdown to kickoff. We are negative one days away from spring ball. It started yesterday. And Mike Houston talked to the media after practice number one. And let's hear uh, some of those comments. All right. I'd say uh, an enthusiastic day one. Uh, had great weather. I mean, gosh, I wished, uh, I wished every day was going to be like that. I've had a couple of recruits out there at practice. I told them, I said, every day is like this at East Carolina, mid-70s and, you know, perfect weather. But uh, good weather, good energy, uh, you know, everything wasn't perfect, okay? But uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there, especially, you know, you look, you watch our, you know, our, our top units, uh, and, you know, they, they look a lot like what you want them to be day one. So, you know, it's in helmets, you know, it's the, you don't have the contact piece put in there. Uh, but it was, uh, it was good to be back out there and good to get started. So we'll be back uh, back at it on Thursday. All right, Mike Houston, uh, fired up, ready to go, spring football 2022. And he doesn't have to teach the team how to practice this year. That was established years ago. I remember that famous line by Coach Houston. Now everything's got to be flowing a lot better with staff continuity and a an experienced team. And he talked about that uh, cut too, Shirley, yesterday. Well, you just you know, just the fact that your roster is is finally stabilized. You know, now you know you got good numbers, and you know all those young kids we played in 2020. You know, they're third year guys. You know, they're starting their third year, um, and their second spring practice. So I think you just have you know very good stability with the roster, and you know I think you got some areas that you want to try to. You know, make sure, hey, we got to address this right here and see who this is going to be. You know, is it somebody within our program? Is it somebody we're going to bring in at a later date? And what is it? You know, you got some small areas like that, but for the most part, you know, you've got, you know, units, both sides, you know, ones and twos, where you feel really, really good about them. And, and they know what to do. All right. Uh, that is a positive sign right there. Sounds like the uh, the team knows where to be. They still, you know, have those young guys around. But now you've developed so many upperclassmen and leaders they can do some coaching on the field during practice uh for some of those youngsters uh question on facebook live from levi do you think there will be any thursday night games not only do i think there will not be i know there will not be but two friday games on the schedule so you go saturday at home throughout uh september four home games in september October uh, begins with two road games. You've got a home game on another Saturday, uh, two home games back-to-back, the 22nd, the 15th of uh, October. And then Friday, October 28th, on the road at BYU. The next week, you're off. And then the following week, November 11th, at Cincinnati. That's also a Friday. So from the end of October to beginning of November, you go Friday night, off week, Friday night. Uh, so you'll have uh, three Saturdays uh, without ECU football, two Friday games, and those are the only non-Saturday games scheduled for 2022. Do we play Cincinnati every year on a Friday? It seems like it. Yeah, that's our, our Friday game. I'm just glad we don't have that home game Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, that is true. So our home finale, students will be here November nineteenth, right? I would think. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's and that could be before they go home. A crucial game against Houston at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium that could end up being a what I and Mark Lindsay like to call a big ball big game. ball game for sure. So in terms of big ball games, yeah. 
Uh, Shirley, let's hear uh, what Mike Houston has to say about the quarterbacks. Obviously, Holt Nailers, uh, your QB1, and now all of a sudden you've got some guys that have been in the program for a while at QB, including Mason Garcia. Troy D. asked about the quarterbacks. Well, I mean, they're all competing, okay? And that's why I, I spoke at a luncheon today. You know, we have a very experienced starter, a guy that's a really good player in this league. Uh, we have other players in that room that are really good players. You know, if one of them can beat him out, have at it. Um, I think that'll be difficult to do, but, uh, you know, it's competition every single day. Uh, you know, Mason was getting uh, most of the reps with the twos and some of the reps with the ones today, and that's kind of how we'll do it. Uh, Stubby was getting uh, a lot of the reps with the twos today, uh, and then uh, Alex and Walt uh, got some other reps in there. So um, it's going to be a deal where we're going to let them sort it out, but, uh, you know, that's where we'll start at. All right, and finally, uh, Shirley, let's hear cut four. ECU did not play in the military bowl. BC opted out. Too many COVID cases, they said. But everything that happened before that took place, including all those extra bowl practices. And uh, Coach Houston was asked yesterday, has he seen – you know any sign of that being a positive for east carolina did those bowl practices carry over uh because that's the first time we've been able to have those practices since 2014 which is crazy to say uh and mike houston uh talked about that oh yeah i mean that's that's to be honest that's the reason we're you know we're practicing four times a week is you know we feel like we can we don't need quite as much for our older guys um and so you know, it's uh, those those fifteen practices were inv- were invaluable. You know, there's it's a less lesser time as far as you know recall and you know getting back in the, the swing of things. Um, you know, that's just that much more experience. Uh, and again, we talked about it. You know, we talked about it going into the twenty twenty season. We talked about it last off season. You know, every single you know rep these guys get, that's that much more experience for them. And now all of a sudden, you're starting to have a pretty experienced football team. All right, Mike Houston there. We'll have uh, more from him throughout the uh, spring here on Pirate Radio Live. And as we announced the other day, in addition to C.J. Mayhew, Ryder Giles, Bryson Worrell, and Zach Agnos, Mondays on the Players' Lounge, Holt Naylor is going to be a part of the Players' Lounge Mondays throughout spring football. So we'll get a report from uh, QB1 every single Monday here on the show throughout the spring. Looking forward to that. All right, uh, let's stick with football real quick. I am Chandler. I have a gr- I have a great football mind. Fair to say. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's why I like Chandler. He'll just play along. He'll yes and. CJ, sometimes you got a yes and instead of no but. <laughs> well, just straight silence from cj Stewart. i guess he knows his role that's his his role here on the show and, all right now you got me antagonizer that's enough um i said friday that if i could place a bet on what division deshaun watts would end up in bet the farm on the nfc south oh jeez what do you mean old oh, geez I, I i'm seeing that Schefter tweet that you got pulled up there so i said this before tom brady announced he was coming back because i figured hey the bucks are probably in the mix arians isn't getting any younger their roster has been put together to win now and not win three years from now he'll probably be aggressive in pursuing deshaun watson or another good quarterback well tom brady's back so the bucks have their guy 
the Panthers need a QB. The Saints need a QB. And I even said at the time, I don't know Matt Ryan's financial situation, if they cut him, if they can try to trade him, whatever. But the Falcons need a quarterback, really, looking looking ahead. He is not the long-term quarterback, Matt Ryan, anymore in Atlanta. And uh, this coming from Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen, the Falcons informed Matt Ryan last weekend that they were indeed pursuing Deshaun Watson. The line of communication has been kept open between Ryan and the Falcons. I kind of like this. I like the honest approach that they took with the quarterback. If you're Matt Ryan, you're probably upset, but I mean... You you appreciate the honesty. You appreciate it, but look look where you are in your career. Look how the team did last year. You know you're not getting any younger. It's it's the cruel business side of the NFL where we love our loyalty and we stick by our team and our players and our coaches, but, you know, it doesn't always work out like that. So I do like that they were open and honest about it. Uh, it <laughs> now the Panthers need to go and tell Sam Darnold, hey, man, we're, we're pursuing Deshaun. I don't Watson. think they need to even tell him. This is a totally <laughs> different case than that. And and by the way, Chandler, you you bring that up. Like, I'm not going to pretend I know the conversations between Baker Mayfield and the Browns, but did they have a conversation with him, which led him to put out that manifesto about I loved my time here, whatever happens happens, or is he like just hearing things through back channels and saying, oh, well they they don't like me here anymore? Uh, I don't know, but I do like the open honesty, whatever that uh the falcons and ryan have going and i don't i don't know i don't want him to go to the falcons because you'll be upset but i i'll be more upset if he goes to the saints i do want him to go because that would just create a whole nother domino if he goes to cleveland baker mayfield will be starting for another team next year that's right you would think and if he goes to atlanta matt ryan that would be fascinating to see who ends up with Matt Ryan next year? Well, see, here's the problem. And, it, with this. and do one of those guys go to Carolina? I mean, that yeah, that's a good question. Would you like here's, Matt Ryan to be your quarterback next year? Over Sam Darnold? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, but here's where I get upset. You know, a lot of, you know, this is where I don't like to share things. You know, kids don't like to share their toys. I was told, people were told, that the Panthers and the Saints were the only ones in the mix for Deshaun Watson, and then all of a sudden it comes out that the Falcons and the Browns are in the mix, too. Well, you don't have the right to Deshaun Watson. I know that, but, man, you tell me that it's only between me and the Saints? Well, I'll say me and the Saints. The Panthers and the Saints? <laughs> no, it's just you. Not in between me? Um, now it just gets me nervous that he's not going to want to come to Carolina. Yeah. Um but does he want to go to the Falcons where they just lost their top receiver? Or, I mean, they still have confidence. But is he choosing his destination or are the Texans choosing the best trade partner? I guess he can say it's no up to, him. to going to a team. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, all offers have been approved. Now it's up to Deshaun Watson to make the decision. Ian, uh, let's get your Pirate Radio Live debut. I got, a, uh, I got something for you. Rank the starting quarterbacks in the NFC East from one to four. One, Jalen Hurts. I, okay, I know you're an Eagles fan. Now do it seriously. All right, all right. One, uh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> all right, get, nah, I'm done. All right. And you know what? He's a true fan. I'll give him that. That was a short debut. 
Yeah, great, great showing today. <laughs> well, if you ain't first, you're last. So that's all you need is number one. Uh, I, I, the Eagles have the do they have the worst starting quarterback in the NFC East. CJ, no. you rank them. Who's that? Daniel Jones? No, Dak. I'm going to go Dak. Hurts. Well, wait a minute. Dak, I know. No, no, no. Dak no, no. hurts. What do you mean? No. Wentz and then Daniel Jones. I can crap on Wentz, but yeah, he's. You're saying Jalen Hurts is better than Carson Wentz? Yes. Y'all are insane. Y'all what? don't know. It's not, what? Y'all, do y'all? I know you don't know football. We learned that yesterday. Now wait a minute. And you're sick. You probably your head spinning. You don't know what you're saying right now. I mean the the Bryce World spins did get to me the other day. Is that what made you sick, you think? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about him getting injured, and I'm getting sick. So y'all would rather have Jalen Hurts than Carson Wentz? Yes. Mm, mm, mm. For the future and for one year. Mm, 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 mm. All right. Did you so have is one? Wentz number two for you? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, do you think it's that big of a gap? Yes. Dude. What is... You've been watching old it's ass Roethlisberger. You don't know what a good quarterback looks like. You're right. That's why I know. Damn what, sure that's know why I can tell you Carson Wentz isn't good because I know what that looks like. Wow. I uh, mean, the Carson Wentz that I saw that last game of the regular season against the Jaguars. Yeah. I don't see him number two on any damn list. Um, is Carson Wentz ahead of Daniel Jones? Yeah, I said yeah. he's third, and Probably Daniel Jones is fourth. All right. That's that's what I'm. That I'll celebrate that. You know oh, yeah, the meme? Right. The Giants did just sign Tyrod Taylor. Is he ahead of Daniel Jones? Is he ahead of I Carson mean, I kind of like Tyrod more than Daniel Jones. You know the meme where the guys on the... You, all you see is him biting the uh, metal. <laughs> and then it, it pans out and he's on the bottom yeah. rung. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how I feel right now. We got a classic Mike P line. All right, let's hear it. Good for the Falcons with being honest. No need to be Matt Lyon. Thank you, Mike. That's a great one to take a break on. We will uh, take a timeout, come back. We got a lot of ECU baseball to get to later on with Scooter. We'll talk Pirate football with Bryce Williams later on in the show. Uh, and we'll talk some Pirate hoops when we return. Austin Brown covers Tennessee and uh, will tell us about Michael Schwartz. And uh, we'll talk some March Madness as well when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and enjoy the outdoor dining area is AJ McMurphy's. Featuring events and live music every weekend. And AJ's is the place to be coming up tomorrow with the fun kicking off St. Patrick's Day at 11.30 a.m. AJ's will be featuring a special Irish menu, including corned beef and cabbage. They'll also have bagpipers that will kick off the night at 7 o'clock. Followed by live music featuring Peyton Winstead. Make today and St. Patrick's Day an AJ's Day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Peyton Winstead, former Pirate, 
Sounds familiar. We'll be playing at AJ's. That's pretty cool. We've been trying to get him on the show. I guess he's already too big for us because he keeps giving me, yeah, I'll love to do it. Can't do it now, but I'll do it later. And never shows up. So try it. Well, we, we, we're going to get him in studio and play a live ditty for us at some point. Uh, but that's really cool. So that's coming up Thursday night. Also, one would argue that the action really begins tonight at 8 o'clock at AJ's <laughs> Sports Trivia as uh, – the Coneheads, Dino Heads, whatever they call themselves, uh, CJ's team has won. They won two weeks ago, last week finishing second, right? It's a hot streak, that's yeah, right. You got it going uh, pretty good there. So, sports trivia tonight, 8 o'clock. As you guessed, uh, there will be a lot of NCAA tournament related questions coming up 8 o'clock tonight at AJ McMurphy's. Hope to see you out there. We'll have a good time. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and. Talk some uh, Pirate basketball and some Tennessee Volunteers basketball with Austin Brown. He joins us today, covers the Vols, follows the Vols, and going to tell us about Michael Schwartz today. Austin, we appreciate your time. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. How about you guys? Doing great, and uh, I know you're fired up for a uh, what you hope to be a long run in the NCAA tournament here around here. Austin, we're just dreaming of the NCAA tournament, hoping we get back for the first time since 1993 at some day so uh, uh kind of two totally different stories regarding tennessee hoops and pirate hoops right now but they're intertwined at the moment because the pirates are going to name uh, michael schwartz uh, their next head basketball coach in fact there is a zoom coming up in the four o'clock hour we'll get some audio your way on that coming up at five o'clock later on in the show but uh austin i saw you tweet out that this is a uh a big loss I- i've seen at least one tennessee fan say they thought that and hoped that Michael Schwartz would be the guy that maybe took over when Rick Barnes stepped down. He is the associate head coach in title. So, uh, you know, what does this loss mean uh, for Tennessee, and and what what has the fan reaction been to uh, Michael Schwartz heading here to Greenville? Uh, yeah, I think it's a big loss because he's been with us for every year Barnes has been here. He's the, the main mind on defense. He creates our blueprint on defense and international recruiting. He He's just always been the right hand man for Barnes, and it's almost he's on the sideline like he does more coaching himself than Barnes, and you just didn't want to. I, I personally hoped he'd take over. Some other fans may have thought they want Steve Fuller or a guy like that take over, but this is I think the uh, fourth head coach we've lost, or fourth guy we've lost from the staff right. to become head coach, and uh, yeah, but I think the guy's got a really good coach. Like, this is of the four we've lost is easily the biggest loss in my opinion and and you mentioned the international recruiting that's something that i've seen pirate fans talk about too because you know recruiting is such a a tough nut to crack especially here uh at east carolina but if you can find diamonds in the rough especially internationally that's uh that's a big feather in the cap it sounds like he's had a um uh success in doing that over the years yeah, for sure, with uh, Yves Pons and Olivier Kamwa and um, Santiago Vescovi, just guys that you know, not many people went after and came here and scored uh, average 15 points a game and just been kind of rocks for us. It's been kind of like a trademark of the Barnes era in the second half is our international guys and a lot of guys people look at it, kind of something similar to what Gonzaga does. When you hear defensive coach, it, you think about like Texas Tech and teams that lock you down defensively and, and don't necessarily score a lot, but 
in basketball, defense translates to offense. It, it turns into transition and and points. And, and Tennessee is one of those teams that does both. They'll play defense and also score points. So I don't know. Defensive coach kind of it, it might have a negative. Uh, connotation to some in basketball but just because you're a good defensive coach doesn't mean you're, you can't score right oh for sure i mean we've had a little bit of trouble scoring this year i won't lie uh we've been kind of known for our scoring droughts but we always seem to make up for it and in those droughts we play some of our best defense so it's always been like a thing with this basketball team it's like okay you'll get that five minute period where we won't be scoring or five to eight minutes and you just gotta survive it and then we're then we're good then we're gonna go win the game i mean We've lost, I think, one game in our last since the start of February. I think it's been a really great run, and a great run through the SEC tournament. Now, selfishly, I want Tennessee to lose so Schwartz can go ahead and get here. But I know uh, you and and the Vols are uh, hoping for a long run here. First of all, how about that run in the SEC tournament, and, and what a year it's been in the SEC. I'm a I'm a big Arkansas backer. I really like what I see added them and uh, unfortunately they lost uh, and, and weren't able to, to get to that championship game but the way uh, Tennessee rolled through that SEC tournament was very impressive Austin. Yeah I, I've i never said that before a great run to the SEC tournament that's <laughs> always been hell for us I mean I think we've lost I think this ended a 43 year drought uh, without a SEC title so it's always been a house of horrors for us wherever that is and for once it just ended up right I think we kept every opponent under 62 points and uh i think we only we only didn't lead in those three games for a minute so wow. it was a pretty smooth run and also the win over kentucky is what you really celebrate because i mean yeah a&m was a big win because you know they just beat arkansas and auburn but always kentucky with us <laughs> our biggest win just uh, i mean they might have a better historic program but Barnes overall is 10 and 7 versus Cal so we're, we're a little proud of that Austin had that stat ready to go for us today uh beating those uh those Wildcats uh yeah Tennessee keeping former ECU assistant Steve Rockefeller and Texas A&M out of the NCAA tournament they were on the outside looking in on selection Sunday looking at the draw for your Vols seems pretty favorable Tennessee has been talked about a lot Austin nationally and the Vols are, fans are probably poking out their chests uh, because I keep hearing that they're underseated, disrespected. So I guess that can be used as some bullets to board material. Having said that, the draw of the first two rounds looks pretty good. They have Longwood coming up in round one, and then if they get by them, the Colorado State-Michigan winner. Uh, when you meet Villanova, that, that could be the real test if both teams make it there. But, but what did you think of uh, Tennessee's draw here in the South region? Well, initially I was pretty upset that we get, didn't get a two seed. Really, if you look at all the metrics, we 100% should have got a two seed. I think the AP, the AP bowl came out, and we were ranked above every two seed. Right. <laughs> it made no sense. Yeah. Either way, the draw, like, it's a great draw. I, I honestly look at all the two seeds, and I don't know if I like their draw better than ours. Like, we, we're a three seed, but we got a two seed um, schedule in front of us. And the game, obviously... I think we're going to make it the Sweet 16. I think that's a pretty easy path there. And uh, the game against Villanova, potentially. Uh, I think we played them early in the year, and we lost by 18, and that was on initial court. But they were a much different team now than we were back then. And uh, in Barnes has a history of doing much better the second time he goes against the team. I think we lost by 29 the first time we played Kentucky, and then we won the next two games. Yeah. So 
Austin, uh, what does your biased or unbiased uh, Final Four look like in your bracket? Uh, well, I guess unbiased. Uh, Can I, you get by Nova and Arizona? I, I, well, not that point guard injured, Kerr, you know? It yeah, was yeah. Arizona early in the season. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that's a coin flip game, but I'm going to, I guess, selfishly go with us. <laughs> that is the lead eight matchup. And uh, also there has Kentucky. I, I, I don't think Kentucky's that great. I but uh, I think we get a feral matchup with Purdue, them not playing defense, and Baylor's injured. So I, I, I yeah. see them get past those two. I got Kentucky there as well. In fact, I, got, I have another SEC team, I, and this is kind of just a stubborn pick, but I have Arkansas uh, knocking off Gonzaga and uh, then beating Texas Tech to get to the Final Four. Uh, as a SEC guy, what what are my chances to get that one right? Uh, not good? <laughs> I I don't like how Arkansas is playing right now. I think they've lost uh, two, of, two of the last three, and I always look at that heavily, how you're playing right now. But, I mean, before that, they were on a hot streak. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. I, I know a lot of people actually haven't given upset by Vermont. But, um, well, Vermont's a really hot team. But, I don't know. I, I think I have them losing to Gonzaga in the C-16. But it's definitely possible. How about Auburn? I, I have them losing uh, in round two to USC. Chandler here has them using, losing in round two to Miami. How, how real are the Tigers? My thing with them is kind of a different team away from the jungle, right? Away from home. And I, I kind of worry about that. How far do you have Auburn? And, and we can even throw LSU into the mix, too. They're in the Midwest. Uh, and They'll be playing without Will Wade. How about those SEC teams? Um, or, or, uh, Auburn, I, I actually same. I have them losing in the round thirty-two. I they're just they had a good thing going early in January, but I think they peaked too early, and they're just they're just so up and down right now. And they kind of I, I I hate to say this, but they seem almost undercoached in some ways. That they, they they just throw up shots when you just wouldn't think, and they don't play tough defense sometimes. It just seems like they're not one hundred percent focused all the time, and I don't know. It just I could definitely see them just getting upset by a seven seed. It wouldn't blow me away if USC beat them. That's where I got them going down. And uh, LSU, that's that's interesting. I, I definitely see them being Iowa State because I'm out not really impressed with anything that Iowa State's done. But um, they play good defense, and if and I don't think losing Will Wade's that big of a loss. I almost think it helped them maybe be a little bit motivation. You know, those kind of, those things kind of go. I think I actually had LSU going to the Sweet Sixteen, so. Or maybe Elite Eight. It, it was it was my one of my big kind of surprise things. All right, you know, uh, a lot of teams that could beat them, but I like their draw. Addition uh, by subtraction there uh, for LSU. Uh, all right, Austin, give us the uh, the final word on Michael Schwartz uh, when you when you hear the name when you think about the uh, the assistant coach for the Volunteers. Uh, how do you you sell him to the Pirate fans tuned in? Uh, you're not going to struggle in recruiting. He will he will get you players. He will have players, and you'll play good defense, and that'll turn into offense probably. Uh, and the guy, he's he he's a great coach. I mean, he, he's 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 very uh, engaged in the game. Like uh, he probably does more coaching in the game than Barnes does, and he's he's going to take you good places. I, I'm very confident he'll win there. And uh, boy, power fans are going to like to hear that. And, and this one. Uh, Austin, I don't have the answer to, and you probably don't either, unless you've heard some things at this point. But 
Uh, how about his staff? I mean, can he take anybody from that Tennessee staff away from Rick Barnes? Because that's kind of the, the big issue with a first-time head coach. Now, he's been around a while paying his dues and made those relationships, but he doesn't have a, a staff he can bring with him. He's going to have to piece one together. So, I don't know. Any any thoughts on that? I I like to say I, I don't really know of where he'd go for, with that because actually he's the only guy returning from our last staff. Hmm. He doesn't have long-time connections with any of these guys on our current staff, I don't believe. Right. And, uh, I mean, I assume he's going to take some maybe coaches from some lower jobs like, you know, SoCon and ASA and those kind of conferences. I'm sure you can pick guys off those staffs. I mean, all these coaches, they're so connected, you know. There's a there's a place to find those guys who he feels like he has a relationship with. And I feel like he's got to been thinking about what he'd do as a head coach for a while now. Right. He's been high on our i think i think our lead assistant for four or five years now yeah austin uh good stuff man if people want to uh to follow the vols throughout the tournament and your coverage and uh hear you talk about the vols uh what, what do you have going on uh on twitter um austin balls on on twitter austin underscore balls and uh i'll tweet a lot about tennessee and maybe a little braves in there sometimes <laughs> and uh uh, so how you feel about uh, the the Matt Olson Freddie Freeman deal? It's it's a good deal, but torn up about it. You know, I'm starting to. Uh, I'm a Braves fan as well. I'm starting to. I tell you what, if he goes to, which I guess he's not going to go to Toronto now. If he goes to anywhere other than the NL East, the Dodgers, or the Yankees, I think I'll be. It'll really soften the blow. You know what I mean? It will definitely soften the blow. Um, I'm a little afraid, Dodgers. That's, yeah, that, that's, that would be so much so painful to see, and you just don't want like he always got taunted by those fans that he's going to come there one day, and you always told him no way in hell. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, yeah. We got Atlanta native who was an All Star last year, first base now for eight years. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a pretty good parting gift. Good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you might be able to say. It's a, he'll, he might have a better next five years than Freeman. So, all right, good stuff, Austin. I uh, enjoy chatting with you, man. If, uh, if East Carolina and Tennessee cross paths on the diamond uh, in the on the football field or in hoops, we'll uh, hey, well maybe uh, we can get you on the schedule now in basketball. Fellow home and home with the Volunteers. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because I think we do that with EC or ETSU. Oh, huh. All right, there you go. Maybe this will lead to a big. Uh, big game down the road with the Vols. Austin, enjoyed it, man. Have a good one, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Awesome. See you guys. All right, there is uh, Austin Brown joining us. Some high praise there, Chandler, for the new ECU head basketball coach, Michael Schwartz, and he said you're going to get players because he's going to bust his tail recruiting. I kind of like and and when he said he does more in-game coaching than Rick Barnes, kind of see that with older coaches where Coach K still coaches, but you'll see John Shire. Shire and Carowell and those guys kind of more animated, more vocal during games at times. Yeah. So uh, so that's good to know where he's associate head coach in name, and he's doing a lot of in-game coaching. You showed me a, a video of him uh, just a moment ago. Off the bench, Rick Barnes is sitting on the bench, and you know you got Michael Schwartz, who's a lot younger than Rick Barnes, who has probably a lot more energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I've seen from the videos from Michael Schwartz is that he has a lot of energy and 
you know, when you think about de- defensive coaches, whether that's football, basketball, whatever, I feel like you have to have a lot of energy to be that kind of coach. And, uh, yeah, Michael Schwartz, um, a 99 graduate from Texas. He's been around Rick Barnes. Uh, I think I saw a read where he was a walk-on uh, at Texas under Rick Barnes and then kind of started his career in coaching in a small role and has worked his way up, obviously, now to being the head coach here at East Carolina and uh, yeah, been wondering that uh, you asked a question that I've been wondering ever since we got the news about Michael Schwartz is who is he going to bring in and who's he going to build his staff around? And uh, I had a bold prediction that I told you before the show. Uh, Let's hear your bold prediction. I, I think if Frank Haith cannot find a head coaching job, Frank Haith will be an assistant. Under, I, I love just, under Michael Schwartz. I love saying stuff like that, like my. Uh, my, like it's probably not going to happen but like I, that's just my bold prediction joe burrow will have the career of dan marino he'll uh, he'll lose in the super bowl check and he'll never make it back we'll see if that happens i'm gonna say i'm a genius if it doesn't people will forget yeah i'll never bring it up again if frank hates becomes an assistant at ecu we're gonna run that back forever chandler that, that's a great call if he doesn't oh well we'll just move on to the next take yeah and what i got from that was i was looking at his resume and he's familiar with frank haith he he was an assistant uh for frank haith when he was at miami for four years from 2007 to 2011 and then he re- reconnected with frank haith uh at tulsa and obviously uh frank haith just now getting fired from tulsa after about what eight years there um so that's just my bold prediction uh but it, it you know i've it's funny you were talking about you know he is a defensive coach and talking to people, you know, and I've seen comments about people saying, well, uh, awesome that he's a defensive coach. I hope he can bring some offense, but you, you make a great point. I mean, defense translates to offense. You can get some blocks or you can get into transition, um, and that helps with a good defensive team. And, and here in Austin and here in other, uh, reading other articles about Michael Schwartz and the defensive mind that he is, it's very exciting. Um, and also, too, uh, listening to the show yesterday, um, I totally agree with you, Clip, about you know, the plan that was in place to get Michael Schwartz. I, I was in the jungle over the weekend, and I had several people come up to me and ask, you know, uh, what's your what's your thoughts on Joe Dooley and you know whatever? And I said, well, obviously, I was not ready for him to go. I was seeing mm-hmm. him making a good strides with this program, and uh, I said the biggest thing is. Does the administration have a plan in place? If they don't, then what are we doing? And that's exactly what John Gilbert had. He had this plan ready to go, and he was able to get Michael Schwartz uh, picked up before any other um, program could get him. And uh, you had mentioned, you know, we an example of a, you know, uh, of not having a plan was with J- Jeff Confer firing Ruffin McNeil. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously everybody knows what happened uh, after Scotty Montgomery came into town. So I-, I was glad to see that there was a plan in place, and we got a, a, a so- associate head coach, a top assistant uh, at a program that just won the SEC. Um, so yeah, very excited about Michael Schwartz, and you know. I mean, you can't down the guy. He hasn't been here yet. So uh, I'm all in on the Michael Schwartz boat. All right. Chandler is all aboard. Uh, I am too. CJ's on too? Yeah, absolutely. He's a, I am I'm too. Kind of, I kind of feel the same as Chandler. It, when uh, Dooley was – when it was announced that we were parting ways with Dooley, um, I wasn't exactly ready to see him go either. But I was looking at it as – if we're getting rid of somebody who's made so much progress these past four years, we better have a home run hire lined up. And 
the way everybody has been talking, and especially Austin Brown, who you just got done speaking with, it sounds like we have a home run hire. Well, a home run for ECU. I'd I mean, say an opposite field single at this point. Now it could turn into the right, the right fielder might let the ball go between his legs, or inside the park home run, or Schwartz could take a big turn off of first and get thrown out. We don't know. Uh, it, it's not like a household name or anything, but the more I hear about it, the more excited I get. Yeah. I would definitely say that, and it's and and it, the plan may not work out, but I again I like that there was a plan, and it, Mike Houston was Plan A. When we had a, a football opening, we got him quickly. That has turned out to work, I would say. And uh, hopefully the same goes for Pirate Basketball. Mike is asking, Mike P., is he as animated as the Tulane coach? No, he's not as animated as Ron Hunter. And don't ask about his style. There's I, no way he has better style than Ron Hunter. I love Ron Hunter. I do he too. He is the man. Uh, all right, let's take a time out. We'll come back. When we return, we'll talk a little golf. Harold Varner the third. 40th in the world golf rankings if he's top 50 he gets an invite to augusta what does he need to do to stay there these next few weeks we'll talk to greeny mark greenhelge about that when we return on pirate radio live scooter sky rogers joining us at four o'clock a lot more to go on prl we're back with you after this to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, the uh, Kinetic Physical Therapies Live Well Half Marathon Free 5K and One Mile Fun Run has been rescheduled to Saturday, March 26th. Uh, due to inclement weather that are, is predicted for this weekend. So they've moved it to Saturday, March 26th. It'll be held at the Greenville Town Common. Uh, the half marathon starts at 7.30 a.m. The free 5K starts at 9, and the one-mile fun run will start at 8.30. And the purpose of the event is to promote the health of Pitt County uh, residents, and the event gives both competitive and first-time runners a chance to experience the benefits of physical activity and healthy living. And for more information, uh, give uh, Kinetic Physical Therapy and Wellness a call at 364-2806. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. It is officially official. Stephen Igo tweeting out a moment ago. Mike Schwartz has been officially named ECU's next men's basketball coach after approval from the Board of Trustees. The Schwartz era is here. Those are... Stephen Igo's words. The Schwartz mine. era is here. Yeah, you, we are living in the Schwartz era, uh, and that's good because it would have been a real bummer if we talked about him all week and then he wasn't named the head coach, <laughs> and we'd have to go a different direction. I believe there is a Zoom press conference coming up uh, in the four o'clock hour. We'll be covering that and uh, hopefully get some audio your way later on in today's show. We'll get to Scooter Rogers here in a moment. Talk some pirate baseball coming off. A tough extra innings loss to Old Dominion. We'll recap that and get you set for the weekend. Talk about where we are right now with Pirate Baseball. But right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. 
and talk to Mark Greenhelge Golf Shop Radio Show because Harold Varner III could be about to do something he's never done in his career, and that's play at the Masters in Augusta. Uh, Greeny, welcome to the show. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, Cliff. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, coming off the most golf I've watched, definitely this calendar year, and uh, in a long, long time, Greeny, I was locked in on uh, Monday watching HV3 and uh, and really a great players' championship. Cameron Smith came on and uh, ended up winning the thing. But we were focused in on Harold Varner third, had a chance to win it, missed a lot of putts, makeable putts. But I do like the way he finished uh, and, and finished pretty strong there in his final round, the final nine anyway, and has put himself in a great spot, Greeny, to play in the Masters, and that's uh, kind of what we're rooting for here. And right now, Harold Varner III sitting 40th in the World Golf Rankings. And uh, and now, Greeny, my question to you is, what does he have to do to hang on? You know, when is the cutoff? What kind of tournaments, what kind of numbers does he need to put up to make sure he stays in that top 50? Yeah, at this point, I think he's pretty much in. Um, the way the World Golf Rankings work is, um, you know, it really weighs heavily on points earned more recently. So there's a, a whole factor coming in where, you know, the most recent events are getting a hundred percent of those points all the way back two years to where two years are getting very minimal points. So the fact that he's been playing well, the fact that he's won a, a worldwide event, the fact that he did well at the players championship, the fact that he's at number 40, I'm going to say he's pretty much in at this point. Um, it's, I, I find it hard to believe that he's going to fall uh, more than 10 spots, you know, over the next couple of weeks. Um, so I would say at this point uh, that, that he's in pretty good shape. So I'm a 99.9% sure that he's going to be playing in the Masters. So that's, a, that's good for him right now. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the nine holes in his third round, his last nine holes, when yeah. he had an opportunity to make some putts. I mean, you and I talk about it all the time. You know, for the week he was like plus .1 something in strokes gained. The, the problem was on on that third round, he was almost minus four shots to the field hmm. and shot even par. So, I mean, if you just say he shoots 68, he might actually have the lead going into the, into the round four. So uh, that's, that's where it's falling off, and that's what he's going to continue to work on. So they did wrap it up on Monday, Greeny, and I believe the tournament coming up uh, beginning tomorrow, it's in the state of Florida as well, right? So not a, not a much travel for these guys. Right, yeah. I mean, they don't have to go very far to the Valspar. Uh, you got some some of the top names that maybe didn't have some success uh, last week. I mean, man, it was interesting to watch when they went back to play on Saturday. You know, there were some big names that were right there. Unfortunately, they had to play 16, 17, and 18 in that horrendous win. Yeah. We watched uh, four straight guys, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa. These guys dump it in the water on 17 and explode the, the rest of the way. So, a couple of those guys like Mark Howe, I think, are going to try and make a comeback this week at the Dallas Park. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny fired up for the NCAA tournament. We'll have wall-to-wall coverage here on Pirate Radio Thursday and Friday. Uh, so let's talk about your Final Four. Uh, who do you have in the uh, Final Four this year? You know, I'm sitting there going through the bracket, and I'm like, I'm having a hard time figuring out anything but shock. Hmm. I mean, even the two seeds I'm worried about. I mean, I'm not sold on Auburn. I'm not sold on people like Kentucky. I, I, I'm, I'm almost to the point where, you know, I haven't quite filled mine out yet, but I'm, just at the first glance, because I like to kind of do it like at the last minute. And I'm like at the point where I have a hard time feeling like, for me, 
than anybody other than Gonzaga's going to win this thing. I mean, I'm I'm on them all the way. I feel like it's their time. I feel like they're due. I feel like this, this is something they've been building up to. Uh, um, you know, when you look at Arizona, which would be my other team, I mean, they haven't. The Pac-12 hasn't won a national championship in how long? And you just you don't have faith that that they're going to be able to come through. So. I feel like the, the Zags have been a little more battle-tested than a lot of these other teams, and, and this is what they've been building towards. So I, I'm kind of on chalk at the moment. But with that being said, usually when I pick all chalk, it goes completely the other way. I had the Zags last year, and I thought it definitely was going to be their year, and they ran into that buzzsaw that was Baylor that was just playing great basketball at the end of the season. We'll see if Mark Few can finally get his first this year. Greeny, uh, what else in the uh, the sports world are you looking at? Uh, keeping up with, I guess, Panthers off season. What else uh, are, are the topics out there? Yeah, I mean, I guess the next thing, you know, now that we know where Aaron Rodgers is going to go and Carson Wentz has been moved and, uh, you know, we've got the carousel going on for quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, who's next? I mean, there's a lot of talk about all these different teams in on Deshaun Watson. You know, is Matty Ice down in Atlanta going to get moved somewhere? Yeah. Um, I, you, keep, you keep hearing things like, well, Cleveland looking at a quarterback. Well, if Cleveland takes somebody, where does Baker Mayfield end up at? Um, so I, I think we're in this mode now where as we get closer to the NFL draft, I mean, teams need to start pulling the trigger. Um, you know, it worries me here in Carolina that, you know, they went out and signed a very solid right guard um, from the world champion L.A. Rams. Does that mean that uh, they're going to not go left tackle in the, in the, with the number six pick? That kind of worries me from that standpoint because I still feel like that left side of the line, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is if you can't protect him. Um, you know, it's not going to matter. So I think for me, you know, I think Sam Darnold's serviceable if you can get somebody in front of him to protect him. Um, and that's kind of what I'm looking at to see where the rest of these guys are going to shake out to. Greeny, we usually talk to you on Friday, and I say what's coming up on the Golf Shop Radio Show tomorrow. We're still a few days away. Uh, but do you have anything lined up for uh, for this Saturday show? Well, here's the fun part about this Saturday. So um, I am actually going to be down in Myrtle Beach doing the show live um, as uh, we we go to uh, the Caledonia. So Caledonia and True Blue down in Myrtle Beach, actually more towards Pauly's Island. Um, they are across the street from each other. They're one of our sponsors. So I'm going to be live down there. Matt will be back in the studio with Collins. So uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk uh, about wrapping up the, the Players' Championship and, and uh, kind of start looking towards the Masters. Um, you know, we also had Henrik Stenson got um, named Ryder Cup captain for the European squad, hmm. which to me was interesting because you talked about Henrik Stenson maybe being one of those guys that was uh, going to the Saudi Golf League, and lo and behold, he does. You know, the Saudi Golf League caught him and closed. And next thing you know, he's uh, named captain. So it's going to be interesting to see how all this uh, plays out. So I'm sure we'll talk a little golf, little NCAA tournament, and maybe some NFL draft. Sounds good, Greeny. Enjoy the hoops, enjoy the golf, and uh, enjoy Myrtle Beach. We'll uh, talk to you next Friday right here on Pirate Radio Live. All right, thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. Thank you. Mark Greenhilge, Golf Shop Radio Show. Usually you hear from him on Fridays, but wanted to get him on today because we won't be here Friday. And uh, awesome to hear that HV3 uh, should be participating in the Masters this year. We'll have a rooting interest as we follow along Harold in Augusta. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. Scott Rogers joins us in the Pirate Radio studios. We'll talk some Pirate Baseball as East Carolina coming off a loss and uh, Scooter headed back on the road this weekend to Charleston for a three-game series, Chandler. We'll also find out who he picked in his Pirate Radio NCAA tournament bracket. I can't wait. When the brat, when the 
field was released on Sunday, I was thinking, who's Scooter having went into No, that's the first person I thought of. And we're going to find out when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All righty. Uh, we got the news Friday afternoon late in the show that Joe Dooley would no longer be the head coach of ECU basketball. And as we sit here on Wednesday at 4.08, we officially have a new basketball coach that worked fast. Uh, Michael Schwartz is the man. Now, now we got a route for Tennessee to lose, right? So he can get here and uh recruit tristan newton and brandon suggs and rj felton and those guys to keep them here and get to work but uh some folks including shirley rhodes and maybe scooter we'll find out in a moment I think tennessee's gonna make a long run in the ncaa tournament let's talk uh, some baseball first though with the play-by-play voice of ecu baseball scott rogers joins us scooter how you doing man doing good clip how about you doing fantastic mustache looking great thank you so uh looking very solid over there uh tough one yesterday scooter and we could not watch it so we uh followed along stat tracker and i said this yesterday on the show you see in basketball games they'll pop up the graphic lead changes 15 lead changes four ties whatever you don't see a lot in baseball but we could have used that yesterday because man that thing was wild just following along of all the swings in that game and uh it looked like a wild one in norfolk you saw it all it was a very wild one from a baseball fan's perspective it was a great baseball game to watch from an ecu perspective disappointing finish but it was it was a great great game to watch in person uh you know between the home runs from old dominion our pitching late in the game our hitting as well uh it was it was an all-around just great baseball game yesterday i pulled it up when cj mayhew the schedule uh the other day and i shame on me i forgot how good odu was last year i didn't realize they were ranked this year so they're a really good team and uh and and the pirates knew that the players knew that uh but you got to see them uh how, how good was odu when you got to see them live yesterday old dominion a very very good baseball team uh me and coach o were looking at their numbers coming in uh and we didn't realize this until right before the game they have had almost 80 extra base hits coming into that game wow wow um they very good offensive club and they got some pitchers too uh guy who came in i believe it was the ninth inning for them yesterday noah dean left-hander he was sitting 97 95 on the mound yesterday uh they they used pretty much all lefties against us yesterday except for the 10th inning uh but their bullpen very good they got very good pitchers very good hitting and that's the team that will probably make a deep run in the ncaa tournament this year well if my math is right and your math is accurate they now have 88 extra base hits because they had a few uh yesterday uh unfortunately and and got them in bunches too i remember ecu had a lead 
And that lead was six to three, seven to seven, three, seven to three. And then I guess they just started hitting the ball out of the ballpark. <laughs> they did uh, some some long home runs from ODU yesterday. But you look at us yesterday, pitching wise, we were fine. And, and Ryder Giles, I mean, he's a heck of a shortstop, but he might be able to switch to the bullpen the way he's pitching these days. Two um, and two thirds. I mean, he he pitched lights out again yesterday on the mound, and he's he did it against Maryland as well in the Leclerc Classic. Uh, but he's obviously a very versatile player when it comes to defense, so it's good to have those options. And I think that's one thing that threw off Old Dominion yesterday with him and Zach Agnos coming in was you know you look at Old Dominion being a power hitting club. You bring in a guy that's throwing sixty nine seventy on the mound. They can't even touch it. Um, but Old Dominion, a very good club. And, we, and the Pirates never quit yesterday. I mean, that was a very good performance by them. Really another great overall performance from them offensively and defensively, but just came up just short there in the 10th inning. Pirates fall to 9-8 and eight on the season. Old Dominion now 14-1 and one on the year. Pirates will have their first true uh, three-game road series coming up this weekend played a couple on the road uh during the weekend in chapel hill but uh their first three games set on the road scooter and uh what if anything do you know about the college of charleston they beat texas last night that they did saw that on uh <laughs> twitter making some headlines and some likes and some retweets so uh that'll get your attention right it will uh i believe they're around nine and seven ten and seven right now so they're uh, very good coach Chad Holbrook being their head coach former head coach at South Carolina also played in college at North Carolina whose son is actually playing for the Tar Heels right now very good player uh, so they'll be ready to play this weekend I know they used their Friday night starter for an inning last night mm-hmm. uh, so that might be interesting to see what they do from that perspective so they wanted that one last night they did <laughs> they did and they got it uh, but a very good opportunity for the Pirates this weekend. You know, we talk about RPI a lot with them beating Texas last night, us going down to play them on the road. Very good RPI opportunity for us this weekend. And uh, Jake Kuchmaner on the mound on Friday. Scooter, if there's been an issue with East Carolina this year, it's just been starters not giving enough innings. That was not the case uh, with Jake Kuchmaner last Friday going six innings. But unfortunately, that's been a rarity for uh, for ECU starters so far this year. Yeah, and I, and I don't think it's necessarily you know saying that the starters are doing bad or anything this season. Um, I think it's mainly we have such a deep bullpen and we have so many different situations and games that we can go to so many different guys out of the pen. And that's, that's one thing you know, I saw this morning people talking about you know, hey, starters aren't going long, and that's what I said. You know, our deep, in, our bullpen is so deep, you really don't have to depend on them to go so long because of that. And we were talking, I think it was with Mully one day about how I think the Rays have famously done it, some other teams, but they go with openers now in Major League Baseball, and maybe this is the plan to to throw Jake Hunter to try to get him through three, uh, and and that's about it, and not you know put too much on him. So maybe that that could be by design, Scooter. It could be. And Radford, you know, coming into the Radford game, they don't release starters for whatever reason. So we were talk, talking to some of the coaches, and they had a pretty idea, good idea of who was going to start. And they said, hey, you know, they do that kind of Tampa Bay Rays thing on the year. So I think that's going to trickle down into the college game. You're going to yeah. see it more often. Uh, but, you know, like I said, you know, not having to have those starters go six, seven innings every single game because you have such a deep bullpen is going to be a key for the Pirates this year, I think. Scott Rogers joining us. Scooter, uh, two hits yesterday from the leadoff man, Bryson Worrell. Also, AMAC had a couple. Agnos had a couple. Carter Cunningham had two. 
Cam Clonch had two. Uh, a lot of offense in the game yesterday. How about offensive wise? Who Jacob Jenkins Coward uh, had uh, a hit in the game, and uh, we saw him homer over the weekend as well. He has been a great bat in that three hole for East Carolina. But how about offensively for East Carolina? Who's standing out to you right now? Right, just as you just said, Jacob Jenkins Coward for him being so young and doing what he's doing in this lineup. I think is big. Uh, Alec Makarevich, another one who has been pretty consistent in this lineup lane hoover another one that's been pretty consistent um you know there's a lot of guys who are really good in this pirate lineup and i think they're just going to continually get better at the plate as the year goes along sky rogers joining us scooter how was the uh, press box at odu it was uh, a little tight <laughs> a little tight up there oh, it, oh it was tight like good uh no oh okay bad time no. yeah bad, bad tight. okay uh but uh they're in the process of fundraising for a new baseball renovation up there um neat, it was a neat area this it's right in the middle of campus uh neat area to be at but uh they definitely need that renovation to come through quickly and with me spending for a cheeseburger chips and drink at their concession stand yesterday fifteen dollars i know Ooh. where they're getting that money from there you go renovation. you helped them out yeah and why are they doing that well a they need it but b they want to host regionals right and i had forgotten you, you brought up a good point when you came in here that you, you saw why they were unable to host a regional why they were on the road as a one seed last year yes for sure and you know they played down in south carolina as a they actually were supposed to host a super last year i'm pretty certain of that i can't quite remember for sure uh but they had to play at south carolina last year because of that and they were a 10th inning walk off homer away from uh beating virginia last year and going to omaha i remember saying because i remember man i was kind of bummed that we didn't match up with them on the line because if east carolina would have won and and maybe it was a fan i can't remember but there was a scenario where possibly east carolina could have hosted a super if it was odu I, yeah. if they would have matched up with odu they yeah. probably would have hosted uh scooter joining us uh scott let's talk uh ncaa tournament and i think i gave you the bracket so i don't have it in front of me all right you just filled one out and got into our contest so who uh who do you have making the final four my national champion is texas tech all right, Defeat. so your whole thing's riding on the Red Raiders. <laughs> yes, defeating our new head basketball coach in the national championship oh, in Tennessee. Schwartzy. That's who I have as my national championship. Uh, my memory's bad. I can't remember who said my final four. We'll just have the final two. <laughs> oh, so you CJ's said, got it. CJ's got it, I think. Who are the four, CJ? You have Texas Tech, Tennessee, Baylor, and uh, Auburn. That's right. Big Baylor 12 SEC Challenge. There you go. In the uh, final four um and you said this is your third you filled out the like, everywhere you go people are handing you brackets do you do different ones or the same in all uh, your brackets i've switched up a couple picks but yeah. my my final four is pretty pretty much the same one over all of them why texas tech i don't know just, <laughs> why just not good okay all right fair enough. i like chris beard there you go so if well, he's not there anymore he's in texas that's right my <laughs> Well, see, if it's up to Scooter, we won't see Michael Schwartz in Greenville for a month. Yeah, we need him to lose. We need him to lose tomorrow or Friday, whatever they play. Well, I would like to hear East Carolina mentioned in the national championship broadcast. Michael Schwartz, uh, after the Jim Nance, talking about him heading to Greenville, North Carolina. that's great. And then he'll say, "Ah, Greenville, North Carolina is a great place to be. Played golf there once. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, what do you think about the, the Schwartz? I guess, first of all, 
Uh, are you one of those like pretty much all of us that were kind of bummed to see joe dooley go i wouldn't say i was bummed um a little little surprise maybe yeah um love joe dooley you know interacting with him working at the scores table for basketball yeah love seeing his interaction with the scores table and the officials and stuff but uh very excited for the michael schwartz era here that looks really good on paper reading everything that people involved with tennessee basketball have said about him looks very good yeah um, so i'm very excited for the future of michael schwartz here good deal uh scott rogers joining us scooter appreciate your time man have a uh, safe trip and uh, some great calls this weekend thank you clip looking forward to it all right buddy there's uh scott rogers joining us today here on pirate radio live we'll take a time out when we return we will talk to the voice jeff charles get his thoughts on joe dooley michael schwartz who does he like to make a run in the ncaa tournament and more when we return on pirate radio live on a wednesday back with you after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you. Serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. You can order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. You can order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Baron. All righty. A lot of introductions going on. We were watching the TV and uh, saw Russell Wilson having his Broncos introductory press conference in that big, bright orange tie. That's going to be weird to see him in that uniform. And uh, also, Michael Schwartz being introduced as the new basketball coach via Zoom. Got a Zoom press conference going on right now. Uh, the Big Dog and uh, Pirate Radio covering that while we do this program. And we'll, uh, we'll try to get some audio for you coming up before we get out of here today. Uh, right now, we will head out to the Pirate Radio live line, talk about Michael Schwartz and uh, Joe Dooley out at ECU with the voice Jeff Charles, who joins us on the pirate radio live line here on a wednesday jeff how you doing today clip i'm doing great i'm just like you i love basketball and this is our time of year isn't it looking forward to watching all the games coming up here in the next few days and you know it really goes fast because by sunday night we're already in the sweet 16 so yeah. uh, you know it's uh it's really a fast forward kind of thing here the next few days you see a lot of teams and then all of a sudden, there aren't a whole lot left in four or five days. Yeah, Jeff, I got my next uh, few days planned. I'm actually hitting the road going to my mother-in-law's on uh, on Thursday and coming back Sunday, and I've already made some compromises uh, for my wife. Yeah, I'd be glad to, to drive the family up there as long as I can listen to basketball all day Thursday and Sunday, and uh, I think I got that worked out, Jeff. So I'll be locked in uh, via radio for most of the day Thursday and then in front of a TV Friday and Saturday. And while we're on that topic, Jeff, are you calling – all the games you do midweek and weekend and with travel and everything you don't get to watch a a ton of live basketball like i and others do but have you seen enough this year to to look at a bracket fill out a bracket or know who you like in the final four what, what are you who's standing at the end of this thing 
That's a really good question, Clip, because there's such parity in college basketball. And I know who the number one seeds are, but I don't think any of them are invincible. I've watched Gonzaga twice this year from start to finish. And I think they're a very good basketball team, but I do think somebody could knock them off. Kansas is good. Arizona's good. Baylor had that great run. They've been down a little bit here, as we know, in the SEC tournament. Arizona, I think, is very good. But here's my dark horse, and it's not a total dark horse clip, to get to the Final Four, and I really think they would have a chance to win the whole thing, and that's Purdue. I really like Purdue because they have great, great size. They've got great guard play. It's a veteran team. Uh, They have their top eight scorers back from last year. They've been through the rugged wars of the Big Ten. Matt Painter is an outstanding veteran coach. So that's kind of the team I'm looking at as my dark horse to get to the Final Four. And again, that's not like a mid-major team getting to the Final Four like we've seen in past years because Purdue, of course, is well-known. But they've not been to a Final Four clip since 1980. Hmm. It's been a long time. But uh, they're good. They're really good. And I don't know nationally if a whole lot of people are talking about them that way, but I really like the Purdue Boilermakers. We love uh, the upsets in March. I remember as a kid, Purdue was a number one seed, Jeff, and Western Carolina had them on the ropes. That was when they had uh, the big dog, Glenn Robinson, in the early 90s. I remember that one, but Purdue was able to to win that one over 16-seed Western Carolina. And and I like the pick, Jeff. We're, we're seeing less and less kind of big men dominate basketball. They got two great big men, and they have maybe the best player in the country uh, in Jaden Ivey. He is fun to watch. So I like the uh, the Boilers pick there, Jeff. Let's uh, let's talk pirate basketball and uh, voice we had Joe Dooley on on Monday. And just kind of talked about his uh, ousting uh, as East Carolina head coach, and uh, he he was not bitter. He's pulling for the Pirates moving forward and and wants to see this thing succeed, but I know uh, he he wishes he was at the helm doing that for East Carolina. How about uh, the news when you heard it, Jeff, or were you surprised uh, to hear Joe Dooley was not returning? Well, I was surprised at the timing, Clip. Uh, i tell you what we were doing. I was coming back from Fort Worth, and we were on the bus at Menji's, got off the bus at Menji's at 445 on Friday, and all the players scattered, and we all got in our cars and, and took off out of the parking lot. And I saw Joe uh, get off the bus with his bag, and, and I saw him go around the back of the bus, I assumed going to his car, And then I came home, and I turned on the Temple-Tulane game and got the news that Joe had been fired. And I'm like, (laughs) I just saw the guy 45 minutes ago. Right. So the timing of it did surprise me. I know that there were issues this past year, and so I guess I'm not surprised as far as a decision is concerned, but I am surprised that it happened that quickly. But – Clip, we all have to move on. Uh, I just think it was a sad day in a lot of respects for a lot of different people, and my heart really goes out to Joe because he's been a friend for 30 years. I've known Joe since the first he came to East Carolina in the early 90s, and nobody worked harder. I mean, Joe Dooley gave it every ounce of blood, sweat, and tears that he has, and I've mentioned this to you on your show before. There were so many times when – we were traveling that, for instance, we would be at Tulsa and we'd play a game at Tulsa that night. And Joe would go back to the hotel uh, somewhere else at another hotel near an airport, and the bus would actually go somewhere else. And sometimes I'm sitting on the bus with the other guys and saying, why are we pulling into this hotel? This is not 
this is not the hotel that we're staying at, or we're on the way to the airport on a charter to come back, and, and they're dro- dropping Joe off at this hotel. Well, oftentimes he would do that, and he would get up at four thirty, five o'clock the next morning and have a flight somewhere to Kansas to recruit junior college guys and mm. then stop in Illinois on the way home, and he would tell me, well, I'll be back for practice at uh, 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon because we've got a home game on Saturday. I can't tell you how many times he did that. And so my point is, he just gave it everything he had. And when you see somebody who's working that hard, you want to see them rewarded. And unfortunately, Cliff, as we all know, it, it didn't happen, and we're getting ready now for another basketball coach. And I've been here 34 years. This will be my ninth basketball coach that wow. I've worked with at ECU in 34 years. So you can do the math. You see how long basketball coaches last year. And we always are hopeful that the next guy is the guy that can bring some stability to the program. So we'll see. But it's a tough, tough job. We've talked about that a number of times, Cliff, how difficult this job is. And going into next year is going to be a very difficult situation because you just don't know about the roster and who's going to return and who's going to be here. You're going to have a brand-new coaching staff. And the three schools that East Carolina just absolutely cannot compete with anymore in basketball – are still going to be in the league next year. And you've heard me mention this on, their show, on the show before, Cliff, but of those three, Cincinnati and Houston and UCF, East Carolina is 7-35 and 35 against those three schools since we've all been competing together in the American Athletic Conference. And you've got to play those three schools, of course, next year before they move on to the Big 12. So those are six games right there that, you know, you've had a hard time beating those schools down through the years. So... It's going to be another rebuild. I think everybody is is uh, pretty much in agreement with that. Uh, it's going to be another rebuild situation for East Carolina Pirate basketball next year, and it looks like Michael Schwartz is going to be the coach. So we'll support him and do the best we can, and, and hopefully he'll be the guy that can come in here and, and do a job and, again, as I mentioned, lend some stability to the program. Yeah, Jeff, and he has been at it for a while, working his way up the ladder, and a lot of that has been with Rick Barnes, both at Texas and Tennessee. And I'll be honest, I didn't know the name Michael Schwartz until uh, a few weeks ago when uh, somebody told me maybe keep a lookout if ECU goes a different direction. They might be getting a Tennessee assistant, and and that is indeed Michael Schwartz. Are you familiar at all with him, Jeff, uh, in the coaching world? I am not, Clip. Uh, his name was a new one to me. I don't pay that much attention to SEC basketball, to be honest with you. So I had never heard of the name Michael Schwartz. I think when we have coaching openings at ECU, <laughs> sometimes the fan base throws out names of well-known coaches and they say, hey, we need to go after this guy. Well, that guy's not going to come to East Carolina. I mean, the yeah. to coach basketball. And East Carolina is the type of job where you're trying to get a young assistant like this guy who's on his way up that you hope can do a good job or a coach from a a lesser level who maybe is looking for a a bigger challenge in the American. I mean, East Carolina has tried everything. And, you know, this is the latest installment of a a young assistant coach who's very well thought of that a lot of folks thought was ready to be a head coach. Now getting an opportunity to be a head coach at the AAC level and, and coach at ECU. But to answer your question, I had not heard of Michael Schwartz. I've been trying to do some homework on him. I I have talked with people that do know him, that have worked with him at other schools, and he's very well liked. Uh, He's very well respected. 
And his niche kind of is as a defensive coach, which which is good. I think that uh, in any sport, you start with defense, and if you can if you can have a good defensive team, uh, you have a chance to be competitive. And I think that's what he's going to stress when he gets here. And so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, again, I've seen this all before, Cliff. So if I'm a little bit jaded, you might understand why. Because yep. again, uh, I've seen a lot of coaches come and go through ECU. No doubt, Jeff, and uh, and and we always say you're you're kind of the one constant here at East Carolina when all the coaches roll through and uh, the the players and the administration and uh, and you've been the the one constant there calling all the action, Jeff. I was watching uh, Furman and Chattanooga in their championship game, and Chattanooga hit a miracle shot to knock off Furman to win the conference championship and go to the tournament. And I've asked you this before, I'm sure, but refresh my memory and your time at, at Furman at Virginia Tech and uh, you know I know the answer here at East Carolina how many uh, college basketball NCAA tournament games have you called as a play-by-play announcer uh, well of course we called the one here at ECU yeah. when ECU played uh, North Carolina over in Winston-Salem and then I called two games at Virginia Tech uh, Virginia Tech went to the NCAA tournament twice when I was there uh, East Carolina or uh, Virginia Tech played in Hartford Connecticut one year and played in Baton Rouge uh, another year, played uh, down there. So I guess you put a pencil to it, that's that's three. Now, I've also broadcast University of Illinois games, clip back in the late 70s. Oh, okay. And they didn't go to the NCAA tournament, but they did go to the NIT and went to the Final Four at Madison Square Garden the one year that I, that I was there. I did their games for two years. But Which that was a big deal then, right, Jeff? That was a huge deal. Yeah, yeah it was a huge deal. And, and uh, uh, Illinois was in there. Michigan was in there. Uh, the Raging Cajuns were in that tournament uh, at Madison Square Garden. I can't, off the top of my head, remember the fourth team that was there. But, yeah, the NIT was uh, was a big deal. And then I went to, uh, with Virginia Tech, I went to a Final Four in the NIT at Madison Square Garden as well, along with the two NCAA appearances with the Hokies. The Hokies were really good there during that time clip, and I'm really happy to see them do what they have done here recently and win the ACC tournament. I really like that team, and I watched the entire championship game with Duke uh, over the weekend. And, you know, Coach Young is a terrific coach, and everybody you talk with in the coaching profession will tell you that Mike Young is a great coach, and he was a great coach at Wofford, and he's got three Wofford transfers on that Virginia Tech team, and they play major roles, and they are really good players. Yeah. They go out there and beat Duke in the championship game. It's a great story, and I'm so happy to see Virginia Tech in the NCAA tournament. It's been a while since they have been in there, and they're a real fun team to watch. They play extremely hard. They've got guys who can shoot. They've got shooters on that team. They've got some good guys uh, in the front court as well, and they've got a great fan base. If you saw if you saw that championship game in New York, there were a lot of Hokie fans that went to New York to support Virginia Tech. So. They're going to be a fun team to watch in the tournament. They're so well coached, and I think their kids play with an attitude, with an edge. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can make a run here. Yes, sir. Looking forward to all the madness coming up. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio all day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, we'll have the, of course, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, on to the Final Four and National Championship right here on Pirate Radio. Fun time of year. And for you, Jeff, uh, you get to take a little break, hopefully, right? Uh, No games to call for a while. 
Yeah, no games to call. Uh, so, yeah, we'll take a little bit of a break here and get ready for football. Go to football practice here. Look forward to the spring game coming up on April the 9th. But uh, then we'll hopefully get ready to go next uh, next fall. Good deal. Jeff Charles joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Enjoy the hoops, Jeff, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Cliff. Enjoyed it as always. Voice Jeff Charles joining us today on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We got Bryce Williams coming up at 5 o'clock. We've got a giveaway. Uh, We'll try to get you some audio from the new Pirate head basketball coach, Michael Schwartz. And a whole lot more uh, left on the program today. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a time out. Have more for you an hour or two after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You, uh, You work hard for your money. At Carolina Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Michael Schwartz being introduced as the Pirate Coach uh, via Zoom. And apparently, uh, he's having one heck of a press conference. Steven Igo said Schwartz's opening statement outlining his vision for the program and past relationships has been going on nearly 20 minutes now. Im- impressive individual and uh, solid individual. We'll hope to uh, get some. Chandler, do you want to talk? I mean, go ahead, talk. No, I just wanted to say that yesterday I didn't listen to all of you. You weren't here yesterday. You got a lot to say today. Bring it on. What you got? I just wanted to ask if Steven Igo said that if this was a solid hire or not. Steven Igloo. Solid hire. Who did he say that about? Steven Igloo. Uh, Dooley or Houston or I don't remember. Maybe it was Houston. Solid hire. Good callback. Is that a reference? Yes. I love a reference. I'll read some of these quotes. Uh, we Glenn Griffin uh, following this and quote tweeting. Uh, this is uh, an interesting one. So he's got at least a little bit of a sense of humor. I grew up in L.A. and always dreamed of being in the purple and gold. So. (laughs) I'm so excited to get there in Greenville and put both feet on the ground to start working. Uh, Now, he's ready to to do that, but right now on his docket, he said, quote, we have worked really hard to put ourselves in a position to succeed at Tennessee. I have to be very clear that that's where my focus is at right now. The furthest thing I would want to be is any kind of distraction from what we do here. So, and I, you don't want to hear that really as a Pirate fan, but that's that's it's good. I mean, he's got his kids uh, that he's coaching to look out for uh, and that program. So that's why I want Tennessee to lose so he can get here and get both feet on the ground. Um he says, I have to say, East Carolina checked all the boxes and got me very excited to be the new head coach of the program. I'm really fired up 
about coach houston the football program coach godwin in the baseball program uh he said i'm excited to be a part of it and want to make it better in any way i can he said friday night was the first time we being ecu ad john gilbert uh spoke about this opportunity obviously we spoke throughout the year as his son is part of the program at tennessee and he said saturday we spoke again he let me know he had made the drive and would be there on the ground in tennessee when we landed to make that six-hour drive really impress me as far as leadership and vision um do you believe michael schwartz that friday night was the first time he and john gilbert talked about him being the head coach at ecu cj what did i just tell you during the break absolutely not you calling this man a liar you call well, I ain't calling him a truther. I ain't calling you a truther. <laughs> Drake and Josh reference right Thank there. You, I didn't get the reference. I still thought it was funny. I ain't calling you a truther. Is that a reference? Uh, Nickelodeon show. This is me and Chandler thing clip. You can stay back there. Hey, this, uh, this is a feisty dude. Man. Uh, this punk. <laughs> this young punk. It's Chandler, punk. I know you heard him yesterday. What? What did I do yesterday? Getting feisty with me. All right, CJ. We can't Chandler. do this again. No, I can't do this. Ch- CJ, I, I have to say, he asked you a question. You were out at football practice. He asked you what was going on out there. You were the one that was feisty. Yeah. Well, he asked you a simple question. He said, what was going on out there? And then you acted like he was the idiot for asking you. And you were out there. That, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't let that go by. No. I thought he was going to be on my side. No, man. Why would he be? I, I, I can't be on your side. I told you. I was. <laughs> All right. Drop it. Drop it. Uh, but y'all are calling Michael Schwartz a liar. Good to know. Uh, Michael Schwartz says. Straight our, up liar. Straight up fibber. Uh, our emphasis is going to be creating the culture of a great program. That would be lovely. I would love to see that. He says you cannot be successful in life without a competitive spirit. Okay. I agree. Do we not agree? Do we not agree? The only way you can develop is if you have strong work ethic. If you don't have a strong work ethic, you can't develop. That's going to go for our players and coaches. Uh, That, according to Michael Schwartz, he said, our players should be proud to be East Carolina basketball players, but we're going to do it with humility. This guy's a good talker. I like his words. Uh, there's going to be a strong emphasis in our program to have engagement, not only in Greenville, but also the surrounding area. There's so much talent in North Carolina. He says it's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen every day. This guy is a, quote, machine. He says the momentum of the East Carolina Athletics program is going up. We have what it takes to come in and put our feet in the ground and start working. He is a big feet on the ground guy. Yeah. So, uh Besides Nick Sirianni, has there ever been a bad introductory press conference? Who did you just say? Scotty Montgomery? Nick Sirianni. Oh, sorry. I lost it for a second there. Because the I was going to say Montgomery had a great no, press conference. No, uh, and I was going to mention that too because you know who else was a great speaker in his introductory press conference? Scotty Montgomery, which, I mean, we found out he was a good speaker through recruiting. Adam Gase and- was a terrible press conference. Okay, Sirianni was doing the um, system. We got a system, system we're going to put in place. Yeah. Gase was doing the looking around like a maniac. Like a deer caught in headlights. Yeah. So, I, I guess this is good for the fans. It doesn't mean squat. Um, but you, I guess you'd rather have a 
You'd rather have a good press conference than a bad one. Obviously. Because if you have a bad one, fans are going to hold it against them, and even though it wouldn't really matter. But guy's a good talker, apparently a good recruiter, good salesman. Yeah, so. and I'm not trying to sound like a jerk right now, but I mean, it's just the realist. I mean, I'm just being honest. But I mean, that doesn't change my mind. I'm very excited about this new era with him. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I that kind of tells me he's – been around some great coaches in his day that know how to speak, know how to talk to to the media, know how, how to talk in in public. So um, he, he, he 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 he's he's saying the right things, and so hopefully that translates to East Carolina. Sound like you were revving up the engine there. <laughs> Glad to have you back, Chandler. Okay. You're feisty, Clip. What was wrong with you yesterday? Oh man, I had some sort of bug. Man, I felt bad really bad little, i don't want to get into detail a little pukey action yeah you uh good now yeah good to hear good still, to hear. i'm still having trouble eating things <laughs> well yeah but, I, but that, I feel a lot better you know than yesterday you I, just I, has the opportunity to go on the diet opportunity yeah he i knew he felt bad when i said hey do you want uh, a reese's cup and he was like mm, no wow Chandler and i went turning down a reese's cup because Chandler's my Reese's Cup buddy. And for him to turn I, one I'll down, I knew I knew he did not feel good. Don't worry, don't worry, Shirley. I'll be back. We'll be we'll be before you know it, we'll be back there eating Reese's Cups. Y'all fatties eating Reese's over here. Ah, uh, look. I've I've embraced my shape that is round. <laughs> Embrace the shape. Yes. I was at the breaker. That's today. a great slogan, Shirley, for something. Embrace the shape. Mm. I like I mean it. round is the shape. I, I would i'll join you on uh, you in know that club. some people say oh yeah you should get in shape yeah round is a shape i've embraced it look at it love it live it i Wait, mean well, it looks like i swallowed a bowling ball but it's all good hey at least it won't uh the giant pumpkin charlie brown <laughs> but I, I was at the breaker today and i fought through six boneless wings <laughs> okay i thought that was an odd choice a great food selection but Coming off the bubble guts, you're gonna go to the right to the boneless wings, and what kind that of wings? That could potentially were they spicy? Yeah, you are a beautiful Chandler. Let's go, Chandler. You are a glutton for punishment. What a you're supposed to when you have a stomach issues like that. You're supposed to go with like a blander type. I was of gonna food. say away from the grease, away from the heat, the spice yeah. especially. Yeah, spice especially. That stuff will crank that stuff right so, back up again so far so good but chandler you're an adventurous <laughs> risk taker and i but, think it's great but i gotta stick to my roots folks because i i've always been a boneless or not boneless but like wing guy whether it's traditional or boneless but yeah yeah and they have great ones there at the breaker tiebreakers well, and, and and there's no there's no reason you should not enjoy them but not the day after you've had issues yeah you should have held out a i day thought i would test the waters and uh so far so good <laughs> testing the waters but now i could not eat but like six of them how many did you order six. Oh. former pirate uh gunner tony parham watched him in mingy's uh growing up is uh checking us out and uh tony parham says he won't say it but i hope he does well and gets the support joe didn't get and my thought on that is because clearly there were some things that were said or promised um, regarding the basketball program that did not come to fruition that Joe Dooley didn't get. I'm thinking, and this is not fair to Joe Dooley, but I'm thinking if 
this is gilbert's guy and gilbert's hire he's going to do all he can to give him the resources it stinks that if that didn't happen with the previous coach uh but i do hope it does happen with uh with michael schwartz gilbert's guy i like that well that's his guy uh how about this headline the browns and baker mayfield are breaking up because the browns want an adult at quarterback ouch that is brutal that hurts that's like i feel like what headline did that come from if i get fired at pirate radio that would be a good one to put in um clip rock fired from pirate radio live because pirate radio wants an adult to host the show Uh, where are they going to find one of those in this building well good question yeah maybe my job is safe uh chris mortensen of espn shirley said earlier today that quote uh he used that that phrase uh the browns want an adult at the quarterback position so i don't know who in the building said that to chris mortensen but according to chris mortensen those words are coming out of the browns office wow so that is a uh it's a hell of a quote there well that kind of sucks because i do like his commercials (laughs) well he'll progressive commercials yeah, the one where, you know, like the ones where he's got the groceries, but... That's yeah. fine. He can just yeah. do it. He does them in the stadium, too. He can just do it at Bank of America next year when he's the uh, Panthers mm. QB. <laughs> want Baker? Would you rather have Baker or Matt Ryan? Um, I think Baker has a little more upside than Matt does. No, I'd go Matt Ryan. Hmm. Yeah, but Matt, Matt Matt Ryan's been in the league for He's a long veteran. time, and that's why you want him. Yeah, but you're yeah, but, but, but that's short. You're, yeah, that's short term. And but to, to be on Chandler's side here, does Baker have a long term? Yeah, <laughs> I mean we might. I don't know if he's got a long term. So I, give me Matt Ryan. It looks like regardless, I guess Deshaun Watson is not going to Cleveland, but they're so who's going to be their quarterback? Who's their quarterback? Case Keenum. Is he on the roster? I think he's the they backup. They can draft a guy? Man. Wait, so what about why is Deshaun Watts? Is he out of the Well, I, I didn't mean to say it that way. I, but I'm saying even if he's not going He'll to He'll be Cleveland, their quarterback now, thanks. Okay, I kept him out of New Orleans and Atlanta. You're welcome. I'm saying even if he doesn't go to Cleveland, it appears he that Baker Mayfield's gone regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, that's pretty fascinating to me because now there's another domino. A the Baker out, but who's going in to Believeland? I don't know. Baker's uh kind of letter he put on social media last night, it kind of sounded like a goodbye letter, right? Regardless of yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah, like it sounded like he knows he's on the way out. Uh Baker Mayfield or Mitchell Trubisky, who would you rather have, CJ? Well, as a long-time Baker Mayfield slanderer, I'll take Mitchell. <laughs> Just so you don't have to delete tweets? Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot to go through. How are you feeling about Mitchell a couple days later? Not as bad. I mean, when I, you when you first broke me the news, I was mad. I, was I saw a highlight video, which you can look up a highlight video of the, sucky, the suckiest player of yeah. all time. They put together some of his best clips, but I was watching. I did come across the Mitchell Trubisky highlight have him just throwing bombs, throwing dimes, and I'm like, hmm. But then I quickly realized, all right, this is Mitchell Trubisky. This is his 
you know, compilation of his best plays. Like, don't get too crazy. Well, remember that video they put out after the Calvin Ridley gambling news and it was him, like, going backwards on a couple plays? Like, you could literally do that for any player and you could also make Calvin Ridley look like the best receiver in the NFL with his highlights. So. Yeah. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back. Bryce Williams joins us in the Pirate Radio studios. We'll talk Pirate football, NFL moves, brackets, and more. And we'll go Pirate Radio outdoors. Big Hour 3 on tab will also make you a winner, and it appears that the bracket has been filled out. So we will go over Bryce's bracket uh, when we return after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical occupational speech and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on arlington boulevard in greenville visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information now let's head back into prl here's clip back with you on pirate radio live we were just telling bryce williams a lot can change in a week since we last talked to bryce east carolina played their final game of the season lost that game fired a coach and hired a coach wow so we've had uh, a lot happen here these last uh few days michael schwartz is still talking he's still going wow. uh have they asked him questions yet i i, I don't know if he's still going this on is a, this is still his opening statement <laughs> i'm not sure uh he says the process starts today i don't know how long it will take i don't want to give you coaching jargon about it but what i will say what happened in the past has no bearing for what our staff's vision will be for the future it's kind of a uh Mike Houston said something similar when he took over. Well, you remember the, uh, I don't know when it's going to happen, but oh. you walk into Daddy Ficklin Stadium. So that, help them God. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the good. Heaven help. This Heaven guy's help a, this guy's a yeah. good talker. And is that, Bryce, yeah. as a player, that's important, right? You want a guy that you can believe in. Right. How you can, and y'all can tell too, right? When you got a, a phony or somebody that actually believes what they say. In the locker yeah, room. I would say so. I would think so. I mean, I've, all the ones I've had, I guess, have been fairly convincing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, you're always going to get the guy, you know, the coach is always going to be optimistic and, you know, and I wouldn't say blow smoke, but, you know, you know, that, oh, we're going to win it this year and <laughs> things like that. And, I mean, obviously, I, that's a great mentality, but I don't know. It's, it's sometimes it's just like, I could, I, that would kind of reminds me of like when, uh, Dak Prescott was being interviewed. They said he's, <laughs> he said he they were going to win the Super Bowl or whatever this year, mm-hmm. and that clearly guess what they it, didn't. It didn't happen. I mean, I don't know. It's like if you're, it's like you're not. To me, I'm like if you're over, not overconfident, but it's like just maybe just say you know we're going to play each game. You know, just stay a game at a time. 
no reason to put it all out there like that anyway it can really only come back to bite exactly yeah because if you win it you might eat crow you know yeah um and bryce did you ever did it matter to you the pregame speech and stuff like could a coach connors Mm. or rough or anybody fire you up more than you were already fired up or were you kind of just whatever they said you were you were going to go out there regardless Um, yeah, I kind of was just in my own head. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I think Coach Ruff did say some. I mean, I couldn't think of him, but I think a few times, you know, Coach Ruff would get pretty fired up, and it was, you know, pretty cool and stuff. But uh, overall, it was just, you know, in my head and stuff. And I think, I mean, I think that was the same with a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is before your time. This was in 2011, right before that South Carolina game in Charlotte. That was the famous, you know, plant your feet, take a brace. Punch them in the jaw. Right. Tell them, want some, get some. Yeah. <laughs> See, now that, you know, they yeah. used to play that in the intro video, and that used to get me fired up oh, as, yeah. as a 12 year old. Oh, know? yeah. So, Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, Coach Ruff had some good, you know, just sayings and things. And, um, God, I wish I had put on the spot. I could think of some of them. But, uh, well, y'all won a lot of games too, Bryce. And that certainly helps you listen to the words and make those words feel more real. Right. Because, yeah. If you were here during the three and nine, three and nine, three and nine, yeah. I mean, that's tough, man. I give Garrett McGinn a lot of credit. Uh, and we had him on the show a couple weeks ago. He's going to the USFL, but yep. he, he answered every question and was honest with us and was like, you know, this sucks. I'm busting my tail. We're all busting right, our tails. Definitely. And it's not worth And But what what can a coach even say to you at that point when yeah. things are going so south, you know? Yeah, I mean, most I mean, you don't, I mean, you know, you don't want your coach to throw in the towel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because yeah. if that's the case, then totally team You can't do that. Down. Yeah. No, I mean, you got to be fired up every game. And I guess look at it like, hey, yeah, I mean, each game, look, this is our opportunity. See what we can do with it. And you just got to have that mentality, can't you know, like that instead of, well, hell, we've lost the last six games. We're going we're gonna to lose. What does this speech mean? Yeah, we're going to lose this one. So, I mean, that, you know, obviously you just can't have that in sports. And um, you got to look to each game and, you know, take the, you know, um, you listen to what the coach is saying, you know, try and, you know, get fired up, be confident, and um, know that, you know, you do have a chance when you go out, you know, each game and, you know to play so um it is very important bryce williams joining us bryce uh got a lot of quarterback moves going on in the nfl the big domino waiting to drop is where will deshaun watson land mm-hmm. panthers uh after his services it looks like the maybe the saints the falcons have become a player and even came out today i thought this was I don't know. I thought this was kind of neat that the report came out that said the Falcons told Matt Ryan they were pursuing Deshaun Watson. Oh. Now, Matt Ryan has been there. He is He's kind of Mr. Falcon at this point. He's been there so long. He's won, He's gone yeah. to a Super Bowl. And on one hand, he's probably like, well, that sucks. But I do kind of respect that the Falcons came out and said that, right? Like, instead of going behind his back, I don't know. I, it, it, yeah, I guess – I don't know. Would you rather take one of the head or two of the chest? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Because uh, there's no easy way around it. So No, not at all. You're like, what the heck? I've been the guy in your – you think I'm not doing a good job or anything? So yeah. And now if they don't get him, what does that mean? Does Matt Ryan – is he man enough to go back in there and say, I'm the guy? Or That's true. Is he like, get me the hell out of here? Mm-hmm. Very true. Like, so that's what you are thinking behind closed doors? So you're just um, – blowing smoke up my tail while you're seeing me in person and then when you're behind closed doors talking crap i guess who knows 
Bryce, uh, how about this that came out today? Uh, Chris Mortensen, ESPN. Somebody in the Browns uh, office told him that Baker Mayfield and the Browns are breaking up because the Browns, quote, want an adult at quarterback. Mm. Ouch. That one stings a little bit, don't it? Yeah. They want an adult at QB. Yeah. I mean, how do you, do you take it as – I mean, I mean how is he – I mean, obviously don't follow the Browns, but yeah. – I mean, how productive has he been, I guess? Eh, not for a number one pick, not that productive. Yeah, so, you're, I mean, maybe they could have maybe not thrown the adult, because, I, mean, I don't know, I think you could at least just say we need a better performance. <laughs> oh, they went uh, kind of personal with it. Right, <laughs> I'm like, wait a second, you're calling out my character? I mean, I, yeah. I don't think he, is not anything wrong, I guess he's just kind of... Yeah, I, I don't know what that comment kinda. actually means. Right. Last night he came out with a statement so this has been apparently he's definitely done because he came out with the i don't know what's going to happen but i love my time here in cleveland yeah kind of like a goodbye while he's still on the roster so strange stuff uh yeah, is there i mean i guess would you think he has enough weight that it's like y'all right y'all don't have you know y'all don't liking me or whatever Peace out. You know, it could say, fine, I'll find someone else. He could find a, another job, but yeah. there's – he is probably a top 22 quarterback in the like, – there's not a lot of teams out there. I mean, the Panthers right. could be one where he could go. Right. The Saints, maybe. You well, know, Could that post yesterday be part of his childish ways of trying to get attention? Did they look at that and say, why and, did you do that? Yeah, and because he, he could have simply waited for a final decision to be made yeah. to post that. Instead, yeah, I don't know. Instead, he posts that when they're still trying to get talks. He could still potentially be the, the quarterback for the Browns next year, and he's well, posting that. So, I mean, that just could be an example of his, you know, childish yeah, ways. very true. It is kind of interesting, too, that we look at Odell, and for good reason, as the child, um, I always go back to him, a hilarious moment in a loss to the Redskins where he's on the sidelines hitting the kicking net and the kicking net comes down. Oh, and hits oh that was face. hilarious. <laughs> Great moment. Uh, <laughs> but so he gets his way out of Cleveland, wins a Super Bowl with L.A. Very childish there, too, because it, you know, it's like a, uh, in Pop Warner, you got a dad that. Hey, you ain't giving the ball to my his, son. His dad made yeah. a mixtape of all the Baker Mayfield <laughs> bad throws and put it out online. Jeez. So maybe we don't owe Odell an apology. But it is interesting that Cleveland is saying that Baker Mayfield is acting like a child. So I don't know. Jarvis Landry's gone. It looks like the Browns are the Browns. Mm. We thought they were kind of onto something here, and now it's all going to break up. So back to square mm. one with them. Goodness gracious, uh, Shirley. Let's uh, let's hit a little Mike Houston and uh, talk a little pirate football with Bryce here in segment number one of hour three. Uh, hit us back to those opening comments again from yesterday's first spring practice. All right, I'd say uh, an enthusiastic day one. Uh, had great weather. I mean, gosh. I wished, uh, I wished every day was going to be like that. I had a couple of recruits out there at practice. I told them, I said, every day is like this at East Carolina, mid-70s and, you know, perfect weather. But uh, good weather, good energy, uh, you know, everything wasn't perfect, okay? But uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there, especially, you know, you look, you watch our, you know, our, our top units, uh, and, you know, they, they look a lot like what you want them to be day one. So, you know, it's in helmets, you know, it's the, you don't have the contact piece put in there. Uh, but it was, uh, it was good to be back out there and good to get started. So we'll be back uh, back at it on Thursday. 
one thing we talked about a lot yesterday bryce when mike houston got here he said we got to learn how to practice that was a very concerning comment to pirate fans like "Uh uh-oh this rebuild is going to take a little while uh that is long in the past now he's got a veteran team a veteran qb he's got two running backs that we can depend on and trust uh some guys you know veterans all over the field and learning how to practice is not a thing anymore it's let's get to work day one and that i don't know as an as a fan uh that makes me happy and makes me look forward to this season it sounds like they uh are kind of firing all on all all cylinders very early on in the process oh yeah um when you're not when the coach has to you know make the comment we gotta learn how to practice that like you said that is a little um not a good feeling i guess the word just there just left me but uh now that like i mean the fact that we have the veteran status of the team and you know guys that have had plenty of game um game reps and i mean i could just regurgitate what you said you know as far as our quarterbacks you know our tight ends are starting to look well you know from last year i'd know, say they established year, themselves established themselves well um you know, you know, Holton, you know, obviously coming back. So you, you know, his is this his sixth year? <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think it's his fifth. So I mean, fifth. 20, 20, 2018 was his first year, freshman year. Um, well, I, 18, I thought 19, it might 20, have been 21, because he took the COVID year. I don't know. I'm very curious, but Let me so look he's up. you know obviously a stat when we you know obviously comfortable playing and you know game uh game situations um you know we saw him towards the end of the year obviously you know get more comfortable you know a little more decisive so hopefully he carries what how he was uh how he finished the year this year or last year you know into this year and um you know with the guys that we've seen play them coming back you know well most of them um you know we just have to turn out a good season and when you're not having when the coaches um aren't happy with their practice and it's it's not a good feeling um but there's consequences like that you know these good uh reprimanding i guess you know, clip uh he mentioned earlier in the show we were listening to these comments from mike houston and talking about you know in regards to not having to learn about practice anymore uh you, you do have a lot of those that veteran leadership on this team now and uh you also have but you also have a lot of young guys too coming in mm-hmm. uh which can take off uh, a lot of pressure of the coaches trying to teach those guys those veteran guys can teach those younger guys of how things work here were you ever yeah. in, were you ever in that position here at east carolina um, i think a few times like you're saying how you know coaches don't really have so much worry about teaching the young guys technique or so you know if the guy the young guys have questions they they can go to an older guy who's been in those situations and maybe you know help with technique and you know even having that um collaboration you know without having to go to a coach you know to for that help you know is uh i think definitely a big deal for the guys i would say you know i remember you know zico pursuit you know he would you know just kind of a little things here and there you know justin jones when i was you know behind him you know they would um you know you know, give little pointers here and there, you know, and um, do you know, just enough helpful. for you not to take their spot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it is you know comforting when you have an older guy. You know, when you're coming in as a freshman or sophomore, and you got a senior willing to you know chat with you and um, you know give you some pointers. You know, it, I think it definitely brings you know um, camaraderie to the team um, in those aspects. Well, I just uh, thinking about it, Bryce. And I don't know if you remember the feelings of 2014 and 15, but like 2014, it's Hardy, Carden, 
the veteran team riley's here Mm -hmm. i got to imagine y'all stepped out there day one of spring ball and it was like 100 miles an hour oh yeah 2015 binker just went or he had not gone down yet so i guess he's the guy during spring yeah did binker leave before spring no no he left in the fall when did because he played virginia tech that in the following year virginia i mean uh virginia yeah no, he didn't leave Ruff's year. He left Scotty's first year. Scotty's first year. Not Ben Kurt. I didn't have Ben Kurt my senior year. Yeah, because he was hurt. But he was here. He was here. He was hurt. Really? <laughs> I thought he because he he leaves he leaves Scotty Moe's first year and then I Phillip, think that's Phillip right, Wilson. isn't it? No, because if he would have been at ECU, he would have been the starter my senior year. I but think. he was hurt. He got hurt like he right before hurt. the he season had, started. He got he, he tore. And y'all had to go to Kemp Summers. Remember, he tore his ACL in fall camp. I guess. I what? Know. Bryce thought he just left? <laughs> I thought he left. Bryce has never liked the guy because he <laughs> thought he left him. He was hurt, Bryce. He couldn't play. I thought Oh, I thought he left um, after spring ball or something. The summer going into spring ball. I thought he left the spring, spring ball after, like, after you were gone. Like, he was healthy and going to play after you were gone and then left. I'm, I, just, I, I remember in this room. I know he wasn't no, there. Yes, no, he he wasn't right. there for my. He fall gets season. healthy. We're all, Price, days. I know he was hurt. He no, can't. It's ACL. You're saying no. like he wasn't even around. Uh, he wasn't even around. I swear. Because <laughs> if he, I don't remember him being uh, there at all. <laughs> okay. The fall. All right. Well, either way, my point is. I'm curious. I gotta. With, with Riley gone and Cardin, your quarterback gone, uh, four, fourteen and fifteen going into those years had to feel different, is what I'm saying. Like, oh, that, for sure. Um, our twelve, the thirteen. Cause I came twelve. We made it to a bowl. Thirteen and thirteen. 13 Cardin was, was already an established starter. At oh that yeah, point. So th- so. even thirteen or fourteen. And that was my first year playing. But yeah, I mean, we. I mean, it was just like. Um. Oh God! A second nature. I mean, we'd go. Yeah. I mean, just nothing. I mean, there was just nothing felt uncomfortable at all in uh, any aspect. Um, you know, of our offense, I think, and of our defense. I mean, we we were just going there. No, we we're gonna. You know, had the mentality. No, we we're gonna win. No, there was no hesitation. You know, during the games. Um, I mean, it was just firing on all cylinders, and it was it was great. And then in fifteen, you were fired up because you were told you were gonna get like. 15 targets a game. Oh, yeah. I was going to get that gun thrown to nonstop. Touchdown. Oh, remember, I grunk. I tell you what. That made me so – I was getting so ill right. towards that end of that season. All right. One day we'll tell that whole saga. Yeah. That'll be in the Bryce Williams book. Jeez. But right now, uh, when we return, I want to hear about Bryce Williams' bracket. And he's got it filled <laughs> out. I'll tell you what. And we will uh, hear what that is. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. And we'll make you a winner when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. 
Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow and there's no better way to celebrate than with your friends at Christie's Euro Pub. Uh, tomorrow, Christie's Euro Pub on uh, Jarvis Street in Greenville will have a full day of fun starting at noon. And as always, Christie's will have awesome food and drinks for you to enjoy along with live music from the Still Shakers. For more information, check out Christie's Euro Pub on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can visit them online at Christie'sEuropub.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Your guy, uh, Bryce, turned me on to this uh, this guy that does these video breakdowns that are hilarious. <laughs> and, John uh, Boy? No, uh, he uh. does uh, he does football games, but now he's gotten into some basketball. But I saw he's he's doing some throwback games. He did yeah. the uh, Panthers-Broncos Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to show Chandler because yeah. that's not a good Please game don't. for him. Please don't. But uh, hilarious stuff. He talked a lot about cam should have dove on the ball yeah yeah just like yeah, uh, yeah. anyway you gotta go see it for yourself good stuff just like you mom <laughs> <laughs> all right uh bryce bryce brackets is here yes sir i can't wait for you to unveil this yeah i was like troy's gonna beat me down because last year he maybe didn't make me feel too good about a bracket well he's in here too i've seen some and we don't know what's gonna happen you but don't know you have got very you got some gutsy picks here you know just go off of instinct um favoritism you did know? you ask anyone for help you or? know normally i actually i should have asked my older brother because he obviously is a huge basketball fan i think i done did like this yesterday morning or evening or something i wish i would have called him because he probably would have made me um make some better decisions but hey i did this solely on my own off the cuff um you know right. we'll, we'll see where instinct takes me well let's i'll just pick <laughs> out a few places to start all right let's start down here bryce in the east hey. you got a big first round upset yeah, oh yeah. Purdue is looked at as a team that could potentially win it all. Two great big men, maybe the best player in the country in Jaden Ivey. Mm. But you have the book smart <laughs> kids from Yale upsetting them. You know, see, if, if I would have talked to you before that, knowing that they're in the run still win it all may have gone a little better. But hey, this was all by my lonesome. I was just all alone. Said, <laughs> Let's do my best. That sounds kind of sad. It was like taking SAT without studying. Yeah. Ah, you know, these are smart people. If you play smart, you have a good chance of winning. They might stay out of foul trouble. They know it's a foul. They know it's going to be called. I'm sure they've done a heck of a job with film. They know who to attack. They know where the pressure points are. Um, hmm. I've got Yale. They'll be mentally prepared. They will be mentally sure. prepared. You know they're going to know. They might even know the play calls. I they think I have Yale. Fingers. I think I have Yale in the you first see? round. It's, it's a trend. You're dang right. Now, then you have Yale beating Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, I did. Then yeah. you have Yale beating Murray State. <laughs> Wait a minute. Beat Kentucky. Do I see this? Yale? Yale is in the Elite Eight. In the Elite Eight? But they're smart. You know, I did Virginia Tech because I'm obviously. They're smart. I, I don't like Virginia Tech. Well, I do like them that they beat Duke. So that is kind of cool, which I probably should. I hesitated there. But I said, nah. <laughs> I don't know. 
I'm glad you brought that up because Redbeer brings up a great question. I can't believe this wasn't the first question. How long did it take for you to fill out your bracket? <laughs> Probably 10 minutes. Really? I mean, I was just going bam. I was just going good. good. I'm bam, proud of it. Bam, bam. I'm proud you know? of it. Yeah. So not long. Right. But, you know, Virginia Tech can't pull for a hokey. I'm like, eh, not Them, me. Them uh, turkey tears. Them turkey tears. I don't want right. to see them. So, um, <laughs> what did he do? But, um, so I got Yale beating Virginia Tech, and I'm, right. not, I'm not going for Virginia Tech. Another team you really like in this tournament. I've, <laughs> I've watched San Diego State a few times. They are a really good defensive team. They struggle shooting the ball. I think they can play enough defense to get by Creighton, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Creighton beats San Diego State. You have Creighton winning that game. <laughs> you have Creighton beating Kansas. You have Creighton beating Iowa. You have Creighton beating Auburn. And you have the Blue Jays beating Villanova. You have Creighton in the national championship. Why? I mean, you know, so I always remember seeing him in the tournament. I said, you know what? Hey, underdogs. It's happened before. (laughs) Yeah, they win a game or two. Did you do this for Uh, Jeff Lebo? Jeff Lebo, national champion? He has a son. Well, and he has a son named Creighton. And they're playing North Carolina, who he's on the coaching staff of right now. And his son, Creighton, I believe, plays at Carolina. <laughs> it's, it's all coming it's together. All, hey, this you is know weird. What? This is all coming full circle here. <laughs> you know, so I got Creighton in Kansas. I was like, nah. Nah. I heard about Kansas. Roy Williams came from Kansas. I don't like Kansas. Iowa, I was thinking, nah. You know, with Iowa basketball, I didn't I'm sure. I said, you know, I don't hear, I don't hear Iowa in the NCAA tournament. At least I don't think I have. I go Creighton. All right. And then Auburn, I was like, mmm. Football, football school, right? Exactly. So then I knew Auburn was like number one or whatever. They Two, were yeah. ranked in the country. And I was oh, like, yeah, they were. Yeah. And then I was like Miami, but I was like, I like Miami over that. But, you know, <laughs> Auburn, LSU, you know, got the big football rivalry there. I just said, you know what? What if? What if? That's Molson, what this tournament's Creighton all about. Creighton is saying Molson gets some. Some other upsets Bryce has. He has TCU knocking off Arizona. TCU knocking off Illinois and getting to the Elite Eight. Uh, you have, oh, I like that. You got Arkansas beating Gonzaga. I, I got like that Gonzaga. one, Bryce. I don't like that. Let's get them out of here. Yeah. Uh, why the affection for Davidson College? <laughs> you, know, you have them in the Final Four. I guess because they ended up going to Duke. And, and you were going like, to pick I'm against like, Duke. And I'm picking against Duke. And then Alabama. I get kind of sick of Alabama. Yeah. So I went Davidson. And then I probably honestly, mm, I should have gone Arkansas to uh, Davids, over Davidson. Well, but uh, it's too late now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's all just emotional attachments. Okay. I mean, di- disattachments. And Bryce's champion is North Carolina. And he's actually got a good reason for that. You said you've only watched one college basketball game this year, Bryce. What game was it that? It was the Carolina Duke game on Krzyzewski's last game, and they they rained on his parade. And uh, I said, heck. So that? you can literally say, truthfully say, the best college basketball team you've seen this year is North Carolina. Yeah. Because they won that one game that you saw. Exactly. So, all right. And, and look, Bryce, anything in college basketball can happen in this month. And this, what is this month, you might ask? This is... This is March. March. Exactly. And I saw like something on it. I saw something I thought of you. And that's wait a minute. Chandler did not create this. So don't yes, be I giving did. him well, credit. This is the first time I've heard it. So <laughs> hey, Chandler created this is March. Mm-hmm. Bryce, I'm gonna make a prediction. I I think you're gonna finish last. 
Dang it. Mostly. Facts da- are facts, I think. David's Yale's going to hurt you. Yale's probably going to Now, if they bad. upset Iowa, uh, Purdue, that would be huge. And I'll give you all the credit in the world. I just don't see them making this I run know. this far. I, sometimes I think going, uh, like you said, you know, when you show favoritism or emotional attachment, it kind of bites you in the butt. Uh, and TCU, obviously, they have Jesus on their side, so you can't exactly. you gotta pick them. Right. To win, so yeah. I like your reasoning here. I mean, I've got, you know, I could break it down, but am I a fool? Maybe. Nah. You never know. You're, uh, look, it's a it's 50 50 shot every game. But, uh, I, look, <laughs> I appreciate you doing this. Hey, you know, I know. I said, you know, I'm going to do it this year yeah. on time. Um, don't let Shirley cuss you out, though. Please write your name at the top of your page. Oh, goodness Shirley gracious. will get on you about that. Woo! Well, all you got to look is the foolish pick. <laughs> all you got to see is Creighton in the national championship, <laughs> and we know who it is. I tell you what, if I put a dollar on Creighton, who knows how much I could win. <laughs> <laughs> head down to uh, – head up to Virginia, right? You can bet on sports in Virginia. Ha- yeah, hammer down on go, Creighton. Go put a dollar, and you'll uh, you get a pretty penny in return. Tag um, So – you ought That's to do it. one at home. Do uh, have Anna. I'm going to print one out for my wife and daughter to do. You know, see how Anna does against you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to print because I still got the link. She's probably seen the same amount of college basketball games as you have. <laughs> Was she with you during the Carolina Duke game? Hmm. I think. Bryce, you need to know when, that. When what, it was that? Oh, yeah, I watched it at my grandma's. A couple yeah, she, weekends ago. Yeah, she was with me. All right. So she's seen North Carolina as well. I think so. she knows of it. Bryce, you, you brought up Anna. We have the David Price construction countdown to kickoff. What is the David Price construction countdown to wedding day? Mm. Oh, man. Whatever May 7th is. Man, okay. Less than... Uh, Less than two months. Less than two months. Man, I right. know. Starting to feel real. Oh, yes, it is. All right, good deal. Let's uh, surely make somebody a winner and open up the booty bag on a Wednesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250, the number to dial. Shirley, what are you giving away today? Oh, let's do a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Chico's can be yours if you are caller number. Oh. Caller number eight. Caller number eight. Thirty-nine years old. She goes. She goes. That's right. Oh, I thought you were saying I was thirty-nine <laughs> years old. Now I'm like, I love you, Chandler. <laughs> I thought you were thirty-five years old. Oh, look at uh, this guy. You'll have Reese's tomorrow. Look yeah. at this guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Suck up. We'll have our winner. We'll have Power Radio Outdoors when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. And uh, Kinetic uh, Physical Therapy and Wellness's Live Well Half Marathon has been rescheduled and moved to march 26th that's next saturday that's their half marathon their free 5k and their one mile fun run and uh, they will hold it at the town commons in greenville 
Next Saturday, March 26th, the half marathon starts at 7.30. Uh, the free 5K starts at 9 a.m. And the one-mile fun run starts at 8.30 a.m. And the event is to promote the health of Pitt County residents. And this event gives both competitive and first-time runners a chance to experience the benefits of physical activity and healthy living. And congratulations to Jackie Hutcherson of Winterville. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, CJ, I'm going to ask you a football question. I, I may regret doing this, but here it goes. So, uh, during the break, Bryce was asking, who's better, Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa? Now, you're a fan of the Steelers, and at this point in his career, uh, T.J. Watt is by far the superior Watt brother to J.J. Right. A, because J.J. gets hurt a lot, but also T.J. Watt is one of the best players in the league. How about the Bosas? Has Nick, younger Nick overtaken Joey, or is Joey the better Bosa? Joey's the one on the Chargers, right? Yes. Yeah. I think I think the gap is getting smaller, but I don't know if I'd say he's past him yet. Okay. So you still got Joey as the better Bosa. I think so. I feel like I hear more about Nick. Maybe I watch more 49ers than Chargers. Maybe, but yeah. I don't know. All right, Bryce. There's your answer. There we go. Joey Thanks, slightly Andrew. ahead of Nick. Still slays older, too. So yeah. How about you and your brother? Who's uh, the better athlete today? Mm, well, I de- Sean was a kicker. Um, and there, there's no what uh, he could probably do what I do better than what I could do what he does. Ah, interesting. I can't kick. So Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa had 40 tackles compared to Joey Bosa's 36. And then when it comes to sacks, Nick Bosa had five more sacks than his brother Joey, 15 and a half to Joey's 10 and a half. They both had double digit sacks. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to have a bet between each other for stats and stuff, right? I mean, I imagine that there's a lot. Now, of here's the thing Joey only played 16 games and Nick played 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's counting the playoffs there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go, the Bosa Bros. All right, Bryce, let's uh, head on outside and see what's going on. Pirate Radio Outdoors, what have you been up to this week? We, uh, let's see this. Friday, Friday, we're, you know, Shad, Shadfish, is uh, running right now up in the rivers and stuff. You know, hey, you know what? My boat's kind of still on its, you know, getting all the parts together for me to, you know, rig it up and get it powered up. So, um, Jay bought us a little, like, 16-foot little bass tracker boat, you know, just something to fool around with on the river. So, we went shad fishing Friday, and... uh, they're actually fun. They're called the you know people say the poor man's tarpon because uh, I think they're kind of in that family. They don't really get that. I mean, some of them get decently big, but you just get like little light action rods, um, throwing little spoon or shad darts, you know, in the water. And uh, we went. We did that Friday Friday evening or Friday late afternoon, and um, had good weather. Um, we were able to catch a few you know a few shad, and it was a fun little thing. Uh, fun little time, I guess you could say. So I was able to do that. Um, so it was nice stuff to be on the water. And then we went golfing Saturday, huh. Sunday. So five, that was the first time I went golfing. And my drives were, I mean, we didn't golf that many holes, but uh, still a little rough. Got to get back in the swing of things there. Um, and then, you know, Saturday I went to the Farmville Central um, 
to state championship and all that stuff to watch. You went to the game? Uh-huh. Shirley was there, too? Huh. Did you see Shirley Rhodes? I didn't see Shirley. I was in 109, I think. Section 109. Where were you, Shirley? Shirley was baseline, right? What, at the in Chapel Hill? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if uh, you know where the Farmville Central students were? Yes. Uh, if you were looking at them, I was off in a corner, but I was right there in the front row. I was right there by um, a security guard so I could access the uh, court when I needed to go and take pictures. Shirley had her own security. Oh, VIP. Nice. That uh, was a little VIP Why were you there, there? Bryce? What were you, who were you watching? Um, I was just watching the game. Anna was you know, out of town. Uh, Mary, Jay's you know, wife, she was out of town, and weather wasn't that nice. So uh, Jay's like, well, you want to go to the game? Huh. Well, sure. Unfortunately, you saw two Farmville losses. Yeah, that was frustrating. Yeah. Frustrating to watch those. But the boys towards the end was very exciting. Um, but yeah, close right. but no cigar. Cool, Bryce. Uh, with some live sporting events. Well, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, it kind of bums me out. I was like, man, I forgot how fun it is to watch, you know, basketball. You know, right. even the Duke Carolina game, and uh, especially in person. I do enjoy it, especially elite down. basketball, high school basketball teams like Farmville Central. Yeah, yeah, so it was good. It was a good time. I was, it was exciting to you know. Get the juices flowing again as far as in the sports. Other sports than uh, playing in the game and going on a recruiting trip, have you been? When's the last time you went to a college football game as a fan? Not even counting East, Car- not counting East Carolina. Have you oh. been to like any other games? No. Yeah. Uh, n- no. No. Uh, NFL. You've been to NFL games as a mm. fan. Yeah. <laughs> You're a player. Uh, yeah. Not a fan. I I couldn't. I don't see myself. I can't support any other football team yeah because that'd be hard I'm like who don't want to i don't think i could root for anybody if i say i went so to you don't team. just want to sit there and watch two teams you don't care about really you want to have a rooting interest right yeah i mean because that yeah i mean i like watching the national championship and then picking a team there yeah. or things like that but even watching like the bowl games or just games it's hard to i don't know i just it just doesn't get me fired up because i'm like well i have no ties and so All right. and so and stuff like that. Bryce Williams joining us. Anything else outdoors? That's Carson Wentz. I don't know how I feel about him right now. Right. He uh Isn't he the ugliest thing you've ever seen? <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't like his face for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Something about his face. Yeah, he was uh Maybe he'll be all right. Yeah, he was the quarterback at the senior bowl. He'll be all right. All right. Tell me he'll be all right. Oh, uh, he was your quarterback? Mm-hmm. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. <laughs> Don't let him talk about your quarterback like that. I know. Can Did you, you like him? Is he a cool dude? Yeah, he's a nice guy. He hunt. He's an avid hunter and fisher. So. There you go. I like him. He, he's my guy. Yeah. QB1. Let's so, go. Uh, he's, yeah, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Well, hey, yeah. try to get him on the show to do an uh, outdoor <laughs> uh, Well, unfortunately, it was a senior bowl and combine. That was, that, that was, that was our relationship. Uh-huh. So, outside of that, unfortunately, uh we don't have much going on. Uh, how about did we talk about your uh, your old teammate Justin Hardy going to Canada? I can't remember if I brought that we up did not. last week. Yeah, we didn't. So um, Justin trying to continue his football career. Which yeah, I mean, I wish I'm glad at least Canada you know is giving him a shot. It still is mind boggling that nobody in the league gave him a shot. I don't I don't understand it. It's probably one of those little favoritism things. And he's just not that you know not and the a, guy. I guess that they. Uh, like it, whatever. Now apparently about. this was like this was a go-to place for him whenever he got drafted. Oh yeah, NFL. that was interesting. He said that the team he's going to was it 
Toronto. I can't. Oh, Ottawa, Ottawa Red Blacks. Yeah. Said I said, but why Ottawa? He said they ha- they have the rights to me. Coming out of East Carolina, they own my rights. If I ever decided to go play in Canada, How's I didn't. That? I have no idea. I didn't know that was a thing. Did you didn't have? Uh, CFL who knows, Bryce? Some CFL team didn't have the rights to you. I might need to look into that. I know somebody's got your rights over there. You can go play for you. I'd be curious to know how that um, yeah played out. But I mean, I'm super glad he's you know you know branching. You know, at least maybe it's an agent shot. deal where the agent got with the team and said, if my client does not make a pro roster, right? Can we we have a deal? And they said, yeah, I don't know. It's it was strange to hear that though. Mm. Yeah. So when I guess when do they report for that? Uh, well, the league is in the summer, so I guess in the name, what, April, May, right. probably May. I don't know, but the league is a, a basically a summer league that ends during the NFL season. Oh, dang! I wonder if uh, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Amos is going to be guarding. I guess Deshaun's still in Canada. He went no, to he, uh, U.S. Toronto. No, he's still playing, right? No, he is, but he was. He's not with the team that he's been with for forever. Yeah, he went yeah. to Calgary. a new team. Yeah, and Kendall Futrell. Did you play? He was probably after you. Uh, South Central product played here at East Carolina. Also signed with the Toronto Argonauts mm-hmm. this week. Argonauts. So Hardy's with who? Hardy's with the Ottawa, Ottawa Red Blacks. Yeah. Red Blacks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know them. Yeah. Where's uh, Dominic Davis? Who did he play for? Mm. He did play for the. I think he's still with the Red Blacks. No, that, um, nah, that he, would be awesome. But that would be. Let me he, double check here. I thought he was with. Uh, no, I think it was Red Blacks. That would be cool if he's still with them. I was thinking I of Winnipeg, but that's uh, Stanley Bryant. Yeah. Dominique Davis. Let's see if we Ottawa. can. Well, that's just what it makes us. See if we can find some. Uh, could, could uh, the... Montreal Alouettes in 2022. He was with the oh, Red okay. Blacks he from was... 18 to 21. Okay, Man. so he was with the Red Blacks last year. Yes, there could have been a reconnection. Dang. As there... Bryce would say, last month he signed with the new team. There could have been a reconnection. That had been awesome. With Dominique Davis and Justin Hardy, where Justin Hardy got his first touchdown catch. In Charlotte. In Charlotte from Dominique Davis. Against South Carolina. Dang. That would have been cool. Hardy stretched out those arms for that first touchdown. I was like, who is this kid? And he was awesome from day one here. Oh, Hardy. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. I told him that uh, I didn't say what was on the videos, but I said, you know, Bryce, your old teammate, drops by here. He he keeps videos of everything. He's got some old videos of you. Remember the one you showed me? Me and Hardy? Not well. It was Hardy, Shane. Oh, bro. He had that. Too. I think I sent that to him a lot. No, I told him that you had it. Oh. And I said, you better be nice to Bryce because he's got some, some videos of you. Blackmail black material. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, we'll take a time out, come back, have more for you after this. Listening to our 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Taking a look at your stock market report, the Dow was up 518 points and closed at 34,063. The NASDAQ was up 400. 87 at 13,436 and the S&P was up 95 at 4,357 and that is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC now let's head back into the show here's Cliff all right, uh, Bud Light EC report. Pirates have a new basketball coach. It's official. Michael Schwartz, the new head coach of the basketball Pirates ECU baseball back in action on Friday against the College of Charleston. Bryce Williams, thanks for hanging out. This is our last live show of the week because oh. starting Thursday at noon, our NCAA tournament coverage begins. First game tipping off in the 12 o'clock hour. The last game will end on Friday sometime after midnight. We will have wall-to-wall NCAA coverage Thursday and Friday. Bryce, go ahead and say it. This is March. I like how you say that. Bryce's bracket is in. Good luck to you, Bryce, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank y'all. Talk more. Uh, have more ECU spring football to talk about when we join you next Wednesday on Pirate Radio Live. For Shirley Rhodes, Content Junkie, Chandler Honeycutt, and Bryce Williams, I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.